Well, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing? Once again, another episode of Ike Live. Good to see everybody again. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back home. For one, I feel like I've been on the road for like three years, so it's nice to be at home in the studio amongst friends and family. This is a really good feeling. We got a super exciting show lined up today. I mean, this is probably... uh, Brian, Brian the Carpenter, this is probably the most dynamic show we've ever had. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Speak to the mic, please. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, don't talk to the ceiling. Talk to the mic. (laughs) This is an awesome show, very dynamic. We have a lot of in-studio guests and a very special out-of-studio guest joining us. But, as we always do, Miss Rebecca, I want to start the show by saying uh, thank you to the military, active military and veterans. We appreciate appreciate everything you do. Thank you very much. Thank you to all our policemen, firemen. Uh, we appreciate you, too. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, also, a little bit of sad news. I, I want to say that uh, Ricky Green passed away last week. Ricky Green was a pioneer in, in Bass, and uh, we want to send our condolences to the Green family. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Ricky Green. And also, um want to say our thoughts and prayers are with Ron Shuffield. Everyone knows Ron Shuffield, big hero of mine. Uh, had a heart attack last week, so we're thinking about you, Ron. Uh, get better. But uh, let's start by um, let's start by just updating everybody on what's been going on. You want to do that? Let's do it. You want to do that, Bri? You want to just kind of update everybody on wh- what's been happening here? Shake it, bake. Okay, so you know, I- I'll tell you, man. I I'll, I'll start by saying that. My season, in uh, in one word, has been crap. Uh, it, it's it's been bit of crap season for me, man. And uh, the last couple of weeks, I've really tried to dig myself out of the crap. And uh, so, you know, it, it's been a struggle. It's been a year where things haven't worked out for me in a tournament. And that's very frustrating, especially when you can't put your finger on why that's happened. But I feel like in the last couple tournaments, I've turned it around a little bit. TTBC, mm-hmm. Texas Toyota Bass Classic, won by Keith Combs. I had a good finish there. And real quick, since we have it here, I want to I want to show you. A lot of those big fish in that tournament came on that thing right there. Can you zoom in that on that, Brian the Carpenter? Can you zoom in on that a little bit? Where's the crotch cam? Can you get even closer? There's the crotch cam. Super tight. There's the crotch cam. Mark uh, Jeffries set that shot up. That's right. That's the crotch cam. A uh, lot of the fish in that tournament came on a swim bait. That's a Berkeley hollow belly rigged on a big uh, three-quarter ounce VMC jig head. And the remainder came... (laughs) (laughs) Who was that guy that just walked in the screen? Security! Lock the doors, Mike. The remainder of of those fish at TTBC, uh, give me a crotch cam on this, came on Rapala DT20, strolling, strolling, which is an interesting technique. Warren, I, I didn't even do sure yet, but let, <laughs> right. but I, but I want to get your. Do you know about the strolling? I do. Technique? I do. Strolling is a very gray area because it's 
borderline cheating. Maybe it's not borderline cheating, but but it's like trolling, but legally trolling. I don't know. I don't it's know. Trolling with an S. It's trolling with an S. <laughs> right. Okay. So that was TTBC, and then on to the last event. On to the last event, which was uh, Lake Dardanelle last week, won by Jason Christie. Wow. That dude's good. Uh, and I had a good event. I finally, finally, holy shit, finally made a top 12 after what it seems like years and years in the elites. But, uh, man, it, it, it to me was an event where I figured it out as the tournament went on. And I've always said my best events come when you figure out the pattern as the tournament progresses. And uh, 80% of the fish I caught, Rebecca, came on that thing right there. Let me get one more crotch shot, Bri, what so everybody thing? can see that thing. Can you see that? I, I see your crotch. I'm going to throw it over to Brian here. What was the other 20%? The other 20% came on a DT6 around Bridges, but uh, take that bait and get, get everybody close up. I caught him on this vibrating jig by Mullix called a lover. And I want you to get a close-up of this, Bri, when you can. Show everybody what this thing looks like. It's a little bit different kind of vibrating jig. Black and blue. I put a, a devil spear on the back as a trailer. Look at that thing. And, and does Delfonso get any royalties for the lover? He doesn't get any royalties. He does, and he's single, by the he's way. He's a little responsible for the lover, though, isn't he? He is responsible for the lover, the name. So there, there it goes. There's the lover. And there's Brian the Carpenter, and there's Dave. All right, this is a good time. Now, you know, yeah, okay. That's it right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that, that's, that's been the tournament life the last couple of weeks. And, uh, he told me he picked out a bash boat for me that broke down. He did? Yeah, is this name Dave? That guy? <laughs> yeah, he had a beard before. <laughs> I actually helped me pick out a bench boat, and he went and looked at it with me. <clears throat> Swore up and down. It was a good deal. <laughs> That's the boat I was telling you about. The engine blew up like two weeks later. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> good job, Dave. Good job. <laughs> uh, what? This is a great time. Let's introduce everybody exactly. since we're here. So, I told you we've got a dynamic show. I promised you, and here it is. So, let's start. Let's start in the back. Of course, Brian the Carpenter, producer, aka Electronical Genius. <coughs> in the back, he's waving. Uh, Dave Brodzik, aka Fatty. <laughs> Wave to everybody, Dave. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, for those of you who don't know, Dave Brodzik is a Jacob Prosnick stunt double. Uh, and we'll be talking to... Uh, there he goes. Jacob Prosnick Jacob stunt Prosnick, double. And, and we will be talking to Jacob Prosnick a little later by phone. And, and now here's the real dynamic guests. On the casting couch, we have Warren Walk uh, nice sitting here to the left. A.K.A. A.K.A. Uh, and, and then to the right, we have Ronnie. my very good friend, Ronnie. What camera am I looking at, boss? You can look at any camera you want. Look at that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the peak losing. Yeah, what's this show? This is called Ike Live. Yeah, what's up, Bonnie? Um, Ike Live. Oh, no. That's right. 
chilling. Yeah, what's up, party? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I want a lot of callers. We've got some great questions for you coming up specifically. Yeah, you can't up? smoke it here, by the way. What's up? Uh, Ask a question, buddy. And finally, up? and finally, to my <laughs> right, to my right is. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All the kids watching—that's why you shouldn't smoke. Exactly. Leave the cigarettes alone because of that. Stay away from Ronnie. He hacks all the time. Ronnie hacks. Uh, and to my right, finally, the most beautiful guest tonight, my wife Rebecca. Oh, thank you. Rebecca's here to help. Thank you. Yeah. What's thank up, Juan? <laughs> and uh, and just to mention again, we do have at uh, at approximately. 10 o'clock, we have the winner of the BASS event on Toledo Bend. Yeah. Jacob Prosnick is going to be calling in. Jacob Prosnick will be calling in to talk to us about his amazing win. Uh, but here, here's the deal. We always start the show, and you all know this, we always start the show with a very special segment called... Yeah, Ike Live. <laughs> That's what he said. That's, That's wrong. <coughs> Called Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Hot topic. And... Wow. Ooh, and uh, thank you for the sound effect. We need more of those. That took a while. That's like a little Volkswagen bug, though. And uh, the Hot Topic uh, this week is, I want to say, borderline controversial, right? It's a little controversial. We don't know all the facts yet, but true. But this is a hot, literally a hot topic with flames and everything. Right. Uh, this is the fact that last week at the tournament, yeah. Chris Lane's boat caught on fire. Caught on fire. Caught on fire. And so, the basis of this conversation, and and I want. I want to hear from everybody, too. Once again, uh, how can people get a hold of the show, Rebecca? There's two ways, right? They got a website, bro. We got a website. Yeah. Right. We got a phone. We got, we've got the phone number. We got a phone number. We're Brian, it up. Brian the Carpenter. Can we put the phone number up? 855-498-0691. Okay. Or yes. you can or tweet your... <laughs> or you can do a tweet. You can tweet. It's uh, Mike underscore Iconelli. Right. Okay. So, hot topic. Chris Lane's boat in the last tournament set on fire. Okay. On the surface, not that controversial. You know, a boat got caught on fire. There was something accidental that happened. But here's where the real controversy kicks in. After the fire was put out, they found out that it was... Sabotage. 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 Yeah. Is that true? It's pretty pretty sure. This is we're we're talking about ninety ninety percent sure. It's a little bit of hearsay. A little bit of hearsay. It's a broadcast if it is ninety. at a hotel, wasn't at his garage, but when they found it, Rebecca, how'd they find it? The, uh, what was it, the battery charger leads were The battery the- charger terminals were on the gas line. Right. They were attached to the fuel tank. The, the clips. The clips, the alligator clips, which caused the spark, which caused the fire. This is big news. 
This is big news in the bass fishing world because this is probably the first time we've seen a potential act of sabotage. Now, we don't know all the facts yet, but the controversy here to me, and this is the question I want to pose to everybody, Warren, Dave, I want to hear from you guys about this. Yeah, what do you want? Is, and you too, Ronnie, is the competition getting too fierce? Is, is the competition, is the money in these tournaments, in bass events, so driving competition, so fierce that guys are trying to take other guys out of the events. Is know. this happening? I don't know you're going to have to ask Warren that one. Warren, I want to, I want to hear from you. I got no comments. Speaking of the mic, Warren, we want to hear from you on this one. I said I got Move no comments. I'll leave it up to him. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Okay. Uh, my theory, and, uh, you know, I, I've got some contacts at Bass, and, and uh, I actually didn't get this from Trip Weldon in case anyone asks. But Trip, you're safe. The word, word word around the circuit is that Ish Monroe set Chris. Wow, <laughs> Ish Monroe. This may be the first time you've heard this, but it has it won't be the last. Blaming it on the bald man. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. The bald man gets by. We're gonna have to call Ish after this and yeah. investigate this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan kind of That's deal. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yep. This is like ice skating with a rod. Now, now you know what Ish looks like now. <laughs> This is about to age like Tanya. Have you seen Tanya lately? Yeah. Yeah. She used to look good in the skirt. Like when she beat that girl. Yeah. I used to want to get with her. (laughs) Ronnie. Yeah, going on, but Ronnie, can you and Becky switch seats by any chance? <laughs> Would you like to switch? <laughs> do you need to talk into the mic, Ronnie? We might need yeah, to get Ronnie. Ronnie. You want to you do a swap? Is this a good time to do a swap? Yeah. Do a swap. Let's do a swap. Come on, Ronnie. What, mean, what we're going to do right here, folks, this is a great time. We're going to do a little little swap. We're going to put Rebecca in the uh, casting couch. And we're going to bring up Ronnie and put Ronnie in the hot seat. What's his problem? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put Ronnie in the hot seat. Why Ronnie's getting in the hot seat. Dave, I want to hear from Dave. Let's get Dave on the mic. Dave, put a, put a camera on Dave back here. Dave, I want to get you. You're, you're very much... I love you because you, you're very much a conspiracy kind of guy. <laughs> What's your theory on this? I mean, come on. The darn... The freaking terminals were hooked up to the, the gas tank, okay? So either somebody's doing a very bad prank, right? It's either a kid or a hoodlum, or... It's actually sabotage. What are your thoughts on this? Where I would start at, which of his co-anglers most recently zeroed? Ooh. Because you boaters disrespecting the co-anglers all the time. That could be. Putting us in bad spots. We can't even make (laughs) pass. Is he going to be okay? No. Ronnie's almost dead. Ronnie's almost dead. I think a piece of his lung just came out on the on the table right I mean, he, there. You know, who knows? I mean, you know, you know how it is, Mike. You're out there battling spots. You're cutting people off. You know? He might have got the wrong guy. Who knows? I mean, oh, Mike cuts people off. slipped on his lung. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think... Uh, I think this incident brings up the reality that the heavier the competition gets, the more money that's involved, the more cutthroat people get. But it hasn't happened. All, I mean, FLW was handing out a million bucks right. not too long ago. And right. There wasn't boats being blown up all over the place for it's it. True. That's so true. I don't know. I mean, is it an isolated incident with a local? Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? I don't know. Ronnie, what, how do you feel about the boat this being blown up? I feel, Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Speaking of the mic, too, Ron. It's right there. I cheated on a couple tournaments growing up. You know, I was a kid. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but hear me out, though. Hear me out. I'm, don't do it no more. But uh, in this day and age with technology, you got to understand, man, there's other ways to get it to go besides Burner's boat. You can hack something, right? You know, there's another way. In other words, there's other ways to cheat smart without getting caught. Right. You, so don't, whoever, you don't have to light the boat. Without leaving a, a boat for evidence, you know what I mean? Right. And I know all the tricks of the trade. I ain't going to get into it, you know what I mean? Right. Right. But you got to... Is that, is that actually lit? Is there smoke coming out of there? Ronnie, I raised babies in this building. My bad. <laughs> I didn't know how long it was going to be for a break, so I just lit it up. Okay. On instinct. No, it's okay. Yeah. I understand yeah. it's instinct. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what I think. I just think that, you know what I mean? To each his own. I like to cheat. I like to get over on somebody any way right. I can. You know what I mean? Right. It's just a matter of being smart enough to think it out. All about electronics. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Mike, we have uh, Eric from Oklahoma, and uh, yeah, he wants to talk to Ronnie. Got to open the door. Okay. We have uh, Eric. Eric's on the phone. Uh, put your headphones on, uh, Ronnie, so Eric right. can hear you. Eric, how you doing tonight, man? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good to hear from you. Where you call from, brother? Out of Oklahoma City. Oklahoma oh, City. Up, bro? I can hear you now. Yes, yeah. sir. Do you have a question Light. for Ronnie or a question about Chris Lane's boat? Hey, I just, I just thought, I mean, I called a number on the deal, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to call these guys and see if, you know, you never actually get in through phone numbers like that. So I thought I'd call and say what's up and see how everybody's doing and talk a little bass fishing. And, yeah, that boat deal, that was kind of crazy. Did they, I mean, they figure out what happened on the thing? There, it, it's being researched right now. So it's under investigation. Um, you know, what they're basically doing is the police department's looking at all the hotel footage. What's up, Bob? You know, they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, if it was actually sabotage or, or what it is. So it's all under investigation, but the writing on the wall here is somebody did it, you know? I mean, I'm thinking co-angler, you know, like what the little boy was saying. <laughs> thinking he didn't get to, you know, fish in the front of the boat good enough or in a good position. Or, no, I don't know. I had a friend of mine that, that happened to, and, and uh, they had a battery. They'd sit on top of a cable or something, and, and just the, the weight of it ended up making a cable fray, and, and it's like a fuel line. So, yeah. who knows? Yeah, it, it, knows? It, it's, you know, it's it's a scary thing, though, that, you know, a sport like fishing, you know, we... It's cutthroat. We, uh, yeah, it's cutthroat. It's becoming cutthroat, which is something I don't think I'd ever see in my lifetime. Never but uh, it's scary that something like that could could happen in fishing, Never you know? Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's just weak. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. kind of like everyone's afraid to talk about their spots, you know, fishing. You know, I don't want to tell you about my spot or what I use. But, I mean, it doesn't matter about your spot if you're... If the person who comes in and doesn't fish it right, you know, it, you know, it's the type of thing where I think people are too scared to give away what they're doing. And, and yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if you're if you're on, you're gonna you're gonna catch the fish. I mean, yeah. everyone's too. It's kind of like the guys that were caught fishing or caught, uh, you know, cheating uh, at Lake Gunnersville or wherever that was at. Those two guys that you know had the fish on the, in, the, in the cage or whatever. I mean, yes. Yeah. Like man, that's weak. Yeah. Weak. It is weak. It is weak. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, bye. Hey, man, y'all have a good time. It, it, it yep. Tournament fishing, you know, Warren, tell me if you agree with this. I don't want to cheat. I want to, you know, the, the thing, the reason I fish is I want to be able to figure out those fish. I want to win on my own merit. You know what I mean? I don't want an upper hand on anybody. The day that it comes to where I have to do that, I, I, I want to be out of the sport. I'll, dis, I'll disagree. I'll disagree because I think that, you know what I mean? It's like chess or checkers, you know, for example. you got to have a strategy right. that not every guy is going to have. Every guy can figure out the fish. Any guy can figure that out. Right. But who can figure out how to get them? You know what I mean? 
in a way of such that you're guaranteed to win. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's called Day Before. It's called AKA Cage Under the Water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cage under the water. Cage Waters. under the water. Cage under the water. Be- Rebecca, do we have any uh, any any good tweets? Any tweet questions coming in for the Chris Lane hot topic, or for Ronnie, or for Warren? Anything anything good coming in? We've got uh, Michael King who said, "Anytime money is involved, where people living style can be changed, there will always be shady things happening." That's true, uh, Michael King. Thank you for that message. It's true. Like I said, the I more the more money that comes into sport. The more cutthroat it's going to be. The reason is is because people are money hungry. That's why. Huh? Here's some, he Jason. Jason, I don't know. He's kind he's of talking to back himself there back there, mumbling. <laughs> All right, listen. Jason uh, Mustaller said, "Did Lane have an onboard charger? Looks like the pick showed an external charger." But doesn't that go back to people originally thought something? Yeah. Yeah, and and that that question was talking about the chargers. He actually had an external charger that charged his lithium batteries, and he had an onboard charger that charged his cranking batteries. So he had two sets of chargers. So, you, you know, the the biggest thing is when they put the fire out and they came out, the first thing they noticed is instead of those alligator clips being hooked up to the terminals of the battery, they were on the fuel line, and that's that's a big red flag. Uh, obviously, Chris didn't Chris didn't do that. He know he knows where to put the yeah. He knows where to put them. So, uh, do we have another caller? Are we good? We have Frankie from Iowa. Frankie from Iowa. Frankie, what's up? Yeah, good. How you doing tonight, man? Good. How's Iowa doing? Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> Okay, you still there, Frankie? We might have lost Frankie. Bye, Frankie. All right, Frankie, appreciate you. <laughs> Frankie just got murdered by children of the corn in Iowa. <laughs> Frankie, I'm sorry for you, man. Well, did Frankie. All right. Uh, We're sorry. Wow. Wow. Good job, Brian. All right. Where's that car horn? I, I like it. Let's hear more sound effects tonight. All right. Ronnie, we're going to move on. Uh, I was going to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Remember that band Menudo? Yeah, Menudo. Whatever happened to them? You know what I mean? I <laughs> think <laughs> like someone hooked up a battery terminal to them and burned them up. Uh, all that. We're... We're going to do something very interesting for all the uh, uh, all my fans and followers on my website. You know that we started this contest a couple weeks ago, and we asked you to submit. Ronnie, we asked them to submit their craziest picks. Picks. I've seen it, boss. You right. Tell me. Yes. Fish photos to to the Facebook site, and uh, and what? we want to do right now. We want to show a little representation what? of some of the photos. Yeah. There we go. That we considered the best, and we want to get your comments on it, Ronnie, oh, yeah. too. So, yeah, let's, Mike. I got one more caller. He sounds like uh, he's got something he wants to say. Okay, let's bring him back. Slide right over to. Yeah. Who do we got? We got Ryan from Cali. Ryan from. Callie, how you doing, man? Where's Callie calling? Yeah. Hi, Ryan. Yeah, what's up? Big hike. Ronnie, what's going on? Yes, sir. How you doing tonight? Yeah, what's up, boss? My name's... Oh. Huh? I'm all right, man. What's going on? Ronnie, what the hell are you drinking? Moonshine, brother. Moonshine. (laughs) Ronnie's drunk tonight. I'll keep it real. Oh, damn. That's looking good. Huh? What's your question, man? What's what's going on in Cali? How's the bass fishing out there? 
Dude, I've been sticking to that Clear Lake, some pigs, uh, you know, that place. I love that lake. Love that lake. Yeah, bow down. Bow down. Clear Lake. Yes. We love yeah, it. Yeah, I grew up out there. But, uh, no, man, that Chris Lane thing's a trip. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really want to be the first one to bring it up, but... What do you think Bass is going to do about it? You think that there's going to be, I mean, it takes one little thing like this, and then everybody, there's a big fuss and maybe security type of, I mean, what do you what do you think's going on with yeah. that? I mean, is it going to be a big issue? Is it is it huge out there? Or, well, I, I, mean, I think you know, I think it's, it's just a weird mishap. You know, that's what it seems like. Some strange stuff going on. You know, right, right. You know, I think I think what Bass needs to do, and I don't know exactly what they're doing yet, but they they need to do an investigation, like any professional organization. You know, they need to do an investigation and figure out really what happened, and it, yeah. and if they find that it was sabotage, they need to really start looking into exactly what you said, which is, you know, if, if you look at any other professional sport, right, look at pro golf, pro tennis, look at NASCAR, there's a lot more security and efforts set up around protecting the sport and protecting the integrity of the sport and their pros. So, you know, I, I, I think your question is a great question because I think this incident will initiate more um, measures by bass to protect its anger. Yeah, I mean, its anger. And, uh, what, was, what was the last hot topic was the fans uh, interfering? Yes. Or the, uh, the, 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 the what do you call them, the um, viewers or the... Yep, the fans, the fans on the plane, the spectators, spectators on the plane field. Spectator yeah. boats, uh, you know, and then now we got this, our next hop topic. I mean, you know, it's kind of getting a little crazy. It's getting crazy. I mean, we're going to put uh, our, our next hot topic. We're going to put Ronnie in a cage fight with uh, who, who's a good fighter, Dave? UFC. Who do you want to put him in the cage with? Who? We can let Ronnie fight Eddie Alvarez, a local Philadelphia guy. No, about her, yeah. How about Ronda Rousey? <laughs> I like to fight her. <laughs> I wouldn't fight, no. I'll, let her, I'll take the beating, you know what I mean? Because she's not... She's... She's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, I think Ronnie's got it, man. Yeah, she's hot, bro. I'm telling you, she's hot, bro. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you see the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, she set me up in the ring with her. It's game on. You know what I mean? Earl wrestling? Earl hot Earl or regular? Uh, whatever, bro. I ain't bring it on. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the call. Hey, Appreciate guys. it. You take it easy out there. Yeah, I'll catch you guys, man. Take it easy. Appreciate you. Yeah. Well, you hung up so Ryan, too late, Ryan. You might want to try better. Is he still there? We lose him? Yeah, yeah, we just dropped him. We dropped him. He's a guy that Clear Lake ish is territory, right? It is ish is territory. We could have asked Ryan if there were fires back before Ish left. Historical evidence yeah. on Ish Monroe. <laughs> yes. We might have to get Ish on the phone tonight at some point. Uh, oh, we just might. We might have to call Ish. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. All right let, Brian, let's take, let's take this point right now to keep the show progressing. And we're going to go to what I promised you this before. This is progress? This is progress. This is progress. This is progress. We're gonna Do we go have to, to progress? Because I got a really great tweet that I kind of... You got of a great tweet? All right, let's take the tweet. We're eventually going to get to the photos, I promise. Let's I'm get sorry. to this tweet. Tweet it up. I'm going to slaughter this guy's name. It's okay. Valis Zanali. Valis Zanali. And he said, I thought people want to enjoy fishing for fishing, not for money. If it were for money, then do something else. Vala. Vala, that is the great point. And that, that in essence, is exactly what we're talking about. It is. Okay. 
Okay. I guess I should turn my mic on. Turn your mic on. Because I could hear <laughs> I have no idea what you said. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, let's introduce this caller and uh, have him weigh in on that topic. And then some other things going on here. we got Ish Monroe on the phone. Yeah! Ish Monroe! Where, where, where's he at? Where? Yeah! Yeah! What's up? What's up? Oh, I am doing great. I am home. I am chilling. Yeah, what's I am up? Drinking Ciroc vodka. I yeah. Guess. Drinking vodka. Cheers. All right, so uh, you've heard the vicious rumor that um, y'all we heard that possibly you set uh, Chris Lane's boat on fire. <laughs> Any truth to that, Ish? It was not me. It wasn't. But you. I do know. I do know who did it. Okay. Oh, Ish knows Whoa. everything. Ish does know everything. By the way, everybody, folks at home, this is the real Ish Monroe on the phone. I could tell by his voice. We did voice analysis earlier. This is the tr- the real Ish Monroe, uh, and he does know everything. Ish is is the gossip. King TMZ. Oh, B A S S. So I am, I am. I'm, I'm so dialed in, and but I spend more time talking to your wife than I do to you. You know that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So who yeah. did this? Who set this fire? Is this going to be on? I can't say. I can't say. I promised that I would not say. Well, you have any questions, Rish? Why Rish is on the phone? Well, I heard. No, I just heard TMZ. I didn't know if that was going to be on it. I don't know. It might be. Uh, wow. It will not be on TMZ, but the fact is, is that it is all over the internet from Bass fans. Well, Bass I don't know. I'm online, boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm trying to yeah, you saw it online. There you go. Boom. There you go. <laughs> How's everything at home, Ish? Everything good? It's amazing. You know, you come home, the house is clean, and food on the table. It's just life's good. Yes. When is your next event? I know you're you're one of the anglers out there that's fishing a mani- like a maniac, like a million events you're fishing this year. What's your next event? My next event is after your next event. <laughs> after mine, Chickamauga. All right, look at Ish. We got a picture of you up on the screen. I believe. Oh boy. I believe some of these are from when you won Okeechobee. They look like okay. little old ten pounders you're holding. I don't know what hey, there, they are. There's the jumper little, cables. Little, yeah, little, 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 seven to, little seven to ten pounders. Yeah, they were little seven Crime to ten pounders. Crime scene photo. <laughs> <laughs> that might be. Hey, hey, hey! It was not me. She lied. I swear to you. <laughs> then you better talk up, man. Enough of the code of the street. Wait, you know what? It it couldn't have been Ish. I was actually rooming with Ish in the last tournament. It wasn't him. It, it wasn't That's me. Right. I it was wasn't. there. I See, forgot. exactly. That's right. I told you, but I do, but I do know who did it. Okay. Uh, Patrick Rodriguez wants to know if you'll give us initials. Initials, Patrick. Of this said Patrick fire Rod- starter. Rodriguez wants to know Ish. Can you give us initials? One initial. One initial. The first name or last name? There's an L in the name. How about that? An L. Well, you have an L in your name. L Wood. (laughs) Bobby Lane. Larry Liaison. Boom. Larry Nixon. Eleanor. Are you trying to say that he said there's an Chris L in it? Said his own. Lulu. It was Gerald's wife. Oh no! Don't blame me. Okay. It was not Gerald's wife. Gerald's <laughs> wife is such a nice lady. I we love Lulu to death. She's amazing. She's awesome, and she's actually too good for Gerald. 
Yeah, but Mike, when Ish slid out from under the covers in the middle of the night to either go to the bathroom, how do you know he left the room? That's right. I, you're right. I don't know that. I don't hey, know that. hey, 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 <laughs> now. Hey, now. It was, you cold, gotta watch it was, it was cold. I needed some warmth, man. Uh, Ish, what do hey, you got going I was on? In my own cabin. Uh, do you want to promote anything? you want to tell any, anybody, uh, tell the folks about something? What do you got going on? It better be good. Cause folks, I mean, there's, there, there's so much going on. I mean, you got to check out my River to Sea baits, you know, the Biggie and Bling series. They're just amazing crate bait, amazing spinner bait. Um, we've got a promotion coming up on Facebook, which that reminds me I was told to do that today. Um, we're going to be giving away some maximal lines on Facebook. Um, and the whole deal is, is once I get away, once I get up to 10,000 followers on my Twitter, we are actually going to give away a Ranger boat. What? Yes. You're giving, giving away, away a Ranger boat. boat. Giving away a Ranger boat. That's how, that's how I roll. All right, wait, wait a minute. This is this is big news. Okay, tell people, tell people, everybody's listening, tell people how they could have a chance to win the Ranger boat. Go ahead. Let, let okay, you go, on, you go on Twitter and you follow me at Fish for Ish. And I did this announcement back at the, I believe it's the Beaver Lake event. And mm-hmm. we're giving away a Ranger to one of my followers once I reach 10,000 followers. That's awesome. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you too. I like you to have a Ranger. <laughs> I mean, I love hey. my basket, but I would, I would take the Ranger and sell it. You know what I mean? I yes, you would. Right. Yes, you would. Right. Yes, you would. Right. Okay, everybody, check that promotion out. You could win a Ranger. Go follow Ish on Twitter. You could be in a new bass boat. That's a pretty awesome deal. Ish, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm going to see you in a couple weeks, man. Hey, get him to weigh yeah. in on that guy's que- the Twitter question oh. from... Uh, one- Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ish, this one is up your alley. Hold on one second. I got What's her name? What's her name? <laughs> What's her name? It's a guy, and his name is. Oh dang, that's not even the same. All right, ready, Ish? She said, "I thought people want to enjoy fishing for fishing, not for money. If it were for money, then do something else." Ah. Now, do you want to lay the reality out on the table for Vala and how this all works? Thoughts? Comments? Well, here, here's the deal. Just like with anything, there is that 1% of guys out there or 1% of male or female that do anything out there that excel themselves above and beyond everybody else. So the dream of making a lot of money while fishing can become a reality there's still only a very, very slight chance that it could happen. Yeah, and but the other the fun thing fishing, to, Yeah. Uh, but the other fun part about it is you get to go fishing while trying to make money. And that's the excitement of the whole deal is even if you have a bad day, worst thing that can happen is you're still out there going fishing. Yeah, right. But, but you know, the other part of this, which I think Becky's alluded to, is, uh, Ish, tell, tell everybody, how much does it cost to fish lot in elite season? A lot of money. How much does it cost? Hey, what, what, what people don't realize is we spend $43,000 in entry fees alone. Okay, there's if 43. You do it, you do it on the light side. You will spend fifteen thousand dollars in expenses: gas, fishing license, tackle, hotels, repairs. Because it isn't all glitz and glamour. So you're at you're at how much there? Almost seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Almost sixty thousand dollars. If you cash a check every tournament, you make eighty grand. Yeah. So you're left with roughly twenty something thousand dollars. Uncle Sam gets his third of that. You're left with under ten, you know, fifteen thousand dollars, yep. ten or fifteen grand. Yeah. It's 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 not about making the money yeah, while fish. fishing. It's a 
$50,000 a year is not a lot of money. Ronnie, how much money do you make a year? I'm on unemployment, boss. <laughs> unemployment, right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, must, be not, must be nice. Right. So it, it, it's a lot of money. Right. Um, well, for her to insinuate that somehow you guys are wrong, like two of the ten guys that actually make money in this sport, you know, for her to insinuate that somehow that's evil, it's, I don't know, it's rather naive to think that you guys are well, but, doing but see, it what, for the love people, of it. But what people fail to realize is, I can honestly tell you, I'm not in it for the love of it. I know what the kind of money that there is to be made, but it takes a lot of hard work. It takes fishing two tours. It takes putting everything on the line. Yeah, it's it a takes business. sacrificing family. Yeah, that's right. It is a business. It's a business. To go out and do this. It is a business. It's a business. And you do. You have to be very, very passionate about what you're doing to be out here. There's a lot of sacrifices. But at the same time, there is that, that desperation that I think kicks in for some people yes. because they do have families at home, and yeah. now they've... They've created a lot of debt. They've, cre- you know what I mean. Yeah. There's, yeah. And then you introduce a pair of jumper cables and a couple of bottle rockets to someone's boat, and voila. And there hey, you have it. hey, if you, I'm just gonna. All I'm gonna say is, if you look at the photos, there is a cheap charger sitting on top of his boat that you can see. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. Was that Chris's charger? That was Chris's charger. And if you look past the charger onto the ground in the backdrop, you see this big, giant-ish swim bait sitting right there on the ground. <laughs> half no, it was, it, was a, it was a fat frog, and he was trying to escape. And it was Papa Midnight, so it was black, so you really can't see it. Papa yeah. Midnight. All right, Ish, yeah. thank you for joining us. Everybody, Ish Monroe! Ish Monroe. Thanks for having me on. Bye. What's up? That was awesome, man. Apparently. Yeah, I got a question. Yes. Yo, Ish, back in, I'll tell you what, <laughs> 2006, uh, on the Delta, I think you were, Ronnie, Ish is off the phone, man, he's not on there anymore. Ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah, I got a question, when you fished the, uh... Your voice got really deep, Ish. Yeah, I'm all right, yo. Is that him? <laughs> He's off the phone. I was joking. All right, boss. Okay. All right. All right. Now, I, let, let's That's quit. A good let's, one. Thanks. Let's, let's quit it with all the questions. Finally, finally, uh, let's move got on. Jo- they got jokes here, Warren. I forgot to tell you, they got jokes. Yeah. Apparently, some of us are the jokes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian the Carpenter. Brian the Carpenter. Let's go to. We want to show the Facebook yeah. craziest fish photo fan submissions. So let's at, let's at this point bring a couple. Up and and we want to we want to we appreciate everybody for sending these photos and Brian just had a freak out moment real quick but it's just you just got to touch a button and it refreshes let's uh let's bring up a couple here let's bring up a couple and uh, all these photos there's one look look right above your head right there Ronnie see that here they come see them <laughs> right there look them up there they go. You see those photos coming up? Massive tuna. Look at the size of that tuna. Look at that tuna. Or tuna, as some people would say. Tuna. Here they come. See them right there? Look up on the screen. They're right there. Man, I don't see it on that. My glasses are messed up, bro. Okay. 907-pound tuna. That's a 907-pound tuna? Yeah. Well, check how to do it, anything. That's a giant. That's a giant. I mean, it's a lot of tuna fish. And uh, keep, could we have some other ones? It's a wicked tuna. Let's keep scrolling through some of these photos. Why is that one so little? Why is it like a baby photo? <laughs> what is that? What the hell is that? It's a thumbnail. What is that? Why are they all so little? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even see them. Good job. What the hell? Yeah, Brian, good job. How the hell do you make <laughs> all right, all right. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you found Brian. Oh, oh life-size photo. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Where's the dog? Do we have this the dog? When you have a car well, there's a good example of a crazy bash picture. If you will take a look at that guy and how crazy that is, you'll see. He's standing there, right? If you look, he's got a fish in his hand. Oh, man, that's crazy. Man, I'll tell you. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Warren, oh my God. Warren, was that you uh, on one of your private lakes before you went into rehab? No, I wore, I wore jumpsuits. <laughs> All right, there we got there we got a lady. Go back to the lady. We got a lady angler. Go yep. back to the lady. Uh, we got a lady angler. Yes, I like it. I like seeing some yeah, women. Find out who that broad is and let me get her number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, I know that little guy. Keep going. What else we got? He's petting it, by the way. Why are they small again? <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of this. Enough of this. Oh! Yeah, there, there we you go. go. That's a good one. Wait a minute. Is that a crappie or a bass? like a four-pound. What the hell is that thing? Look at the size of that thing. That's Photoshop. Sh show the dude's face. Give him some uh, credit. Yeah, trim down a little bit. There he is. There he goes. Whoa! Hey! That's too close. That all right. Yeah. That's all right. That is scary. That's a crazy fish coach. All right, there, there was a good representation, Bry, of uh, I've taken some big crappy too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to. Shorts or is that a towel? Oh, they're jams. He's got jams. Jams. Can Bry hear what I was saying? What is that thing? Hey, what is that? <laughs> what is that? I have no idea. It's a big old sea trout, I think. Is that a trout? Yeah. It's a lake trout. Yeah. That's a. I think that's a. That's. It looks like Alaska. I think that's a carpies. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. All right. Oh, it's the mystery fish. fish. All right, Brian. Let's uh, Brian the carpenter. Let's move on. That was uh, that. That was fun. That was a fun deal. Don't we have um, to pick a winner? Uh, we don't have to pick a winner. I don't think this was actual contest. Yeah, Everyone I just want to give a shout yeah. out to everybody. I just want to give a shout out to everybody. Shout out, Ronnie wants to give a shout out to everybody. Shout out, everybody. Watch up. Yeah. What's up? Th yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, watch up. <laughs> uh, thank you again, everybody, for sending in your fish photos. Do you want to show this one last one? Oh, show that. Boom. Big crappie in the bass's mouth. Look at that. Yeah, that funny. happened. That's not staged right there. Well, that happens all the time. Mike. That's real. It happens often. That's real. But uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for submitting your photos. We're going to do this every show now. So keep submitting photos. They could be anything. They could be a fish catch. They could be you on the hopper. Anything you want to submit, we'll we'll show here. What right? bait we got here, Mike? What do we got? I can't tell what that is. What is that? Is that a rapala? Oh, I know Spoon? what that is. That's a scatter rat. It's a scatter rat. Ooh, rapala scatter rat. Very nice. Okay. All right, let's end with the fish photos. I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with it. That was fun. That was enough. But, um... I'm going to get on, Ronnie. We're going to get you out of the hot seat now. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to swap you with Warren. Oh. And uh, let's bring up... Uh, let's, yeah, Ronnie. Brian, can we get a, can we get a nice... Watch babe. Yeah. Brian, Dave, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're not leaving. For yeah, okay. Let's get a, let's get an applause sound effect. Well, I gotta take a shit. So I gotta do that. Ronnie, no, the sound effect. Don't we Ronnie, have an actual sound effect? Thanks, Ronnie. R Ronnie's mom's here to pick him up. Yeah, <laughs> Ronnie's mom was outside. Ronnie. Too, too far from the right is ten speed here. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie needs he he doesn't have his license. How many times has it been suspended and revoked? 
uh, driving under influence. But uh, we're going to get into uh, th- this. This is a great, great deal for me because uh, I-, I feel like when I got involved in the sport was in the eighties, and and the history, the nostalgia of the sport was a big part of why I started. Um, you know, I remember vividly getting my first Bassmaster magazine in the early 80s from uh, Tom Hernishan's dad, Peppy's dad. Yeah. I remember reading about these guys, Denny Brower and Rick Klein, Gary Klein, and, and this whole nostalgia behind bass fishing. Uh, so I want to introduce to everybody, good buddy of mine here, live in the studio, Warren Walk. Warren, everybody applause. Can we get the applause sound effect? Yay. Thank you, thank you. No, an actual sound effect. <laughs> we make Hold good on. sound effects. I always wanted that, that sound effect. I know. Where's the sound effects? This is the Brian the Carpenter. He needs his own sound effect. Hey, buddy. Get my bucket list for hey, you. Hey, buddy. Uh, but, <laughs> we don't but, get to hear it? <laughs> no, he can't figure it out. So, uh, for everybody at home, Warren has... There it goes. Daylight and dollar shirt. Always. Nice. Uh, Warren has one of the most incredible collections of bass stuff, especially a lot of early bass stuff. And we're lucky enough to have him in the studio tonight. And uh, Warren, you brought us something I that did. is ridiculous, unbelievable, crazy to me. <laughs> and I want everybody else to enjoy this. So let's show everybody what you got. Where's the camera point? Where's the camera? Right there. Show it right there. These right where are, it says, uh, look here. Look at this thing. Wow. Uh... From Ray Scott's first bass tournament in 1967 at Beaver Lake through the year 2001 when uh, ESPN acquired bass, for every single every single tournament uh, that bass held, professional tournaments, they made a unique patch that they gave to the anglers only. They weren't available to the public, and. Uh, I, you know, I'm a collector. That's the business I'm in, and uh, I think they're really cool. So I, I've, I've put together about 350 of them. That's that, that's unbelievable. That, that's unbelievable to me. I mean, it's what, what's the oldest one there? Because we were talking about this a little earlier before. Uh, there's a couple on here from the from the late 60s, uh, 69 Rebel Invitational, Ross Barnett Reservoir. Or how do they pronounce it? Ross Burnett. Yep. Ross Burnett. 1969. Uh, 69. Lake Wichita. <laughs> and I actually do in my collection have the, the very first one, the Beaver Lake uh, Arkansas tournament. So you've got the first one. We talked about this, but you've got it yeah, like I under lock and yeah, key. Yeah, that's not With the laser beams yeah. and the dogs yep, and all that. Yep, yep. That's unbelievable. Yep. That's unbelievable. Man, this, this stuff, you know, I, I'm a collector. Like, I think, here's the thing, I think, that if you're a hardcore angler and Dave and Brian want you to weigh in on this if you're an angler and you're hardcore you're a collector by default I feel like well, we an angler has a collector's gene don't you we all have millions of lures yeah because how many lures do we all have that are old right Dave you still have the rebel buzzing frog still have Bri, you still have the riverside uh, big big claws and oh yeah big claws and, and you got it yep. and Warren you've got shit from way back in the day so that collector's gene's there but you've really got some amazing stuff I mean this this is great this is well, great these stuff these patches are the only 
only form of you know memorabilia yep. produced throughout the entire history of bass. Yeah, it's a shame that they ever stopped. Yeah, That's and so true. so they made a patch for every bass event, all the way up to the ESPN era. A unique patch. A unique patch. You know, if you look at them, they're they're die cut. They're uh, they're just everyone's totally different. Yeah, it is a shame that they stop because that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's so cool. for, for for the viewers at home, I mean, if they want to start collecting, if they look at this and they're like, "This is unbelievable," they're aspiring collectors. How how do you do it? How how do they start? What's the route uh, that they would know, go? I, I was on eBay 15 years ago, and that's where I I found a lot of them. Yep. Uh, a lot of these I've had one chance to get, and I I you know I'm bidding in auctions for them. Right. You know, the bid might be five bucks on one. Well, if I haven't seen it in the 20 years I've been collecting these things, I'll drop a $100 bid on it. Right. I got to get it. Cause you got to. I'm not going to see it again yep. for a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I've also gotten a bunch of them from Bass Pros. Yeah. Uh, Joe Thomas, uh, Th- Tommy Martin. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, did Joe yeah. Thomas give you any of his shorts from back in the day, by any chance? <laughs> well, <laughs> They'd be worth money. They were the shortest shorts in the history well, I of think, bass fishing. I dude. think Tommy Biffle's wearing <laughs> some of them right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were re-gifted to Biffle. So, sorry, Warren. Go ahead. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this one right here, the uh, 79 Classic Patch, is right off Tommy Martin's uh, That's unreal. jersey. Yeah? Wow. That's unreal. Pretty cool. That's unbelievable. Uh, folks at home, if you've got any questions, I mean, let, let's talk memorabilia a little bit. Brian DeCarpenter, put the number back up real quick. Absolutely. Put the number back up for everybody at home. If you've got some questions, let's talk a little bit of history. Let's talk a little bit of memorabilia on BASS. Uh, Warren's in the house tonight. He's the man. He's the utmost collector of this stuff in the whole the country. Probably in the world. Uh, so if you've got your questions, call in. And then Miss Rebecca. Once again, if they've got a question through social media, how can they get a hold of us? Let everybody know real quick. On Twitter, we are Mike underscore Iconelli. You can also post on the Facebook page, the uh, fan page, and I will definitely pull it off there as well. Yep, and then we're going to do, in a second here, we're going to do a close-up, Beck. Um, We're going to get a little bit closer view. Can we do a closer view of that, or is there too much glare? Uh, There's too much glare here. Okay. Pimp it out there. Pimp it out there, Dave. Can you see that? Nice job, Dave. We're doing a little close-up of some of those patches. I mean, that's... Swirl it around a little bit. That's history right there, folks. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's history. That's, that's a fraction of your collection, right? Yeah, I have about 350 of the 375. Yeah. There, there's not, not a whole lot of information out on them, right. so, it, so it's hard for me to know exactly what I don't have. Right, right. I know what I, you know, assuming they made one for each tournament, uh, yep. I'm about 25 away. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's unreal. Well, it helps that there's no one else in the world that collects them either. So uh, Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe someday. You know, we're also there's a huge patch collecting, like, like I guess, population of people, law enforcement officers, like police oh, officers, yeah. 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 collecting, you know, hundreds of thousands of patches. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. And we did have patches on a few shows ago. We Randy Howe. We had the 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 kid that wears the most patches ever. Oh, really? On the show, Randy Hill. Huh? Yeah. AKA Patches. Do we have any? Uh, let's take some questions, uh, comments, questions via Twitter. Uh, any phone callers back there, Brian DeCarpenter? Dave, any questions coming in to the phone? We got a caller coming in. Beck, do you have any Twitter questions? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Is that bass patch collectors coming out of the woodwork? Apparently not. Huh. Stunned. If anyone has any questions about old ink bottles, please call in too. If anyone has any questions about old ink bottles, please call in too. 
a question for Becky. Excuse me. I don't want to say it loud, the rolls on the sandwich are kind of stale because they've been sitting out for a while. Do you mind if I go up here to get a roll? Whatever you need. Thank you. Okay. We just had another. You know, the thing that's great about Ike Live, Brian, admit this. You never know who the hell is going to walk in the studio. And you never know. We just had my. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a very, very good cousin, uh, very close cousin, Skippy, that just came in. What's that noise? I can hear that noise. Oh, I'm sorry. We got a caller on the on hold. That's that's my. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Is the caller a poodle? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Skippy just joined us. Uh, let's take this caller. Who do we have? We have Carter White from some parts on the. Carter White, how you doing tonight, man? What's your question? Oh, uh, what's the most he's ever spent on a uh, patch? <laughs> the most I ever spent, or the most I could have spent? I've been a lot on them. Uh, I've, I've spent fifty, sixty dollars on a couple, but I, I should mention that uh, I got the very first patch, the Beaver Lake patch, for five bucks. That's the best. Patch. I haven't seen another one since. The best patch for Lisa. It's definitely the best patch. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm uh, I'm working with uh, Harold Sharp. He's a great guy. He was the, uh, I think the second member of Bass. Yeah. And, uh, he was playing his record for 17 years. Well, he contacted me about my collection, and uh, he, he actually didn't even. He had never seen the first patch, and uh, when I showed it to him, there's actually there's a little Eden logo on that first patch, and uh, Harold said we never put we never put logos on the patches, so he actually checked with Ray Scott and uh, Ray verified that yes that that, that is the original. Wow. Patch. That's awesome. Pretty cool. How many guys fished the first classic? Maybe 60 or something? That's amazing. So That's amazing. I mean, yeah. the first one yep. is a really cool thing to have. Yeah, my know? patch is... Yep. It's, it's never been and what's the last one, though? If that's the first one, what was the uh, last patch produced? There was a few produced in 2001. That's the year ESPN took over. Yep. But I think they, they shut that off. Right. right. Yeah. Bureaucracy, man. Yeah, bureaucracy. Yeah. You know, good job going on for close to forty years. Yeah, so yeah. It was a tradition. It was a cool part. I mean, when I fished them, when I fished the uh, top one hundreds as an amateur, yeah, it was really cool. You know, I mean, you got a patch. It was kind of like symbolic of you fishing. You got like your event. tournament packet. Absolutely. And the patch was in there. Yeah. Did you save them? I saved every one. Awesome. I still have them. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, mine's a uh, you know an eighth of what you got, but well, it's cool. It's yeah, history. Different era. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Everyone who has a sport that they like has the golden era. For me, it was yep. that era of patches and Bob Cobb on the Bassmaster. Bob Cobb, yeah, man, yep. watching TV. Ray Scott, the, the theme song. Remember the theme song? Yeah. TNN, the golden age of Bassmasters. By the way, everybody, I want to, Brian, Brian, can we get a casting couch shot real quick? We've got another special guest joining us. My cousin, a lot of you know my cousin already from various clips across the web, but um, sitting right next to beautiful Rebecca is my good cousin, Skippy. Round of applause, everybody. Skippy is in the studio today. Hey. Skippy. Skippy's in the studio today. Skippy, do you want to take the mic? Yeah, put the headphones on too, so you can hear. This is so you can hear. Hold on. Well, my first time on a show. Yeah. Okay. What was that? Was <laughs> it? So, 
What was the question? There was a question. I just want you to introduce yourself. You oh. can look at that camera, too. If you look right there, you're, you're going to be looking at all the thousands of people watching tonight. Hey, what's up? My name's Skippy, a.k.a. Skippy. <laughs> but I can hear somebody whispering. That's why I'm getting... It's I know it's 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 hard to decipher through all the all the sounds. <laughs> Skippy, do you collect anything? Um, like <laughs> toys, yeah. Like old collectible old toys. toys? Yeah. Absolutely. Old toys, yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like old toys. I got an original. Um, couple originals. <laughs> <laughs> How about, do you have any uh, Tootsie Toys or Hubblies or White Wheels or uh, any, any old die cast or Any Bass Patches? I, um... Uh, <laughs> so, a couple of... Ri- a couple of original ones that unopened in the box. <laughs> they are the best. They are the best. Do you use eBay? Yes, I have. I've used eBay. Um, All right, thank you, Skippy. Thank you, Skippy. All right, Brian DeCarpenter, I want to I want to also say something real quick because this is a great time to also, uh, you know, what Warren's doing here, you know, is an amazing thing, and he's really documenting the history of bass. So we have the number up there. You know our Twitter handle. I also want to give everybody opportunity. If you have a patch, if you have a piece of bass history that you want to see live on, you know, you don't want to see it get thrown away or put in a closet or or whatever, or thrown away. I have a small uh, patch. You do have a small patch. Skippy's got a small patch. Give us a call or send us a message, and uh, we'd love to make a home. Uh, Warren would love to make a home for your, your memorabilia. So definitely give us a call if you've got something really special. Uh, if you've got something bigger than a patch, if you've got one of Guy Eaker's fingers, uh, he, he lost three fingers. Uh, he's only the trivia question. Right. What's he got? Guy has seven fingers, seven right? Seven fingers, yeah. If you have one of Guy's fingers that got cut off. I'm direct. And, and, and three finger. Right. And you want to donate it, call us. And we'll add that to the collection. So hey. it's, it's very important. It's very important. Oh, hey, Warren, you got a question. All right. Oh, a question from Warren. Now I'm happy. Uh, do you have any doubles you want to get rid of? I Whoa. don't. I don't. I, I try to get one of each and uh, Sorry, cross it Greg. off the list. Greg. Sorry, but uh, hit eBay. You'll you'll do pretty good there. Sorry, Greg. Try your own Try eBay. Try eBay in the flea markets. Right. Skippy, do you have any doubles? Um, doubles. Doubles of collectible material or double D's or yes. Um, I went this Saturday. (coughs) This this Saturday, I'm going to a flea market with my nan. What the? God bless you. <laughs> Was that a call for a sneeze? Um, it's Ronnie. It's contagious. Like, but uh, we're going to hit some of the flea markets on sa- Saturday. Huh? And I'm going to pick up a couple. I'm going to try to score. Score? Yeah. 
<laughs> but anyhow, that's going to be on Saturday. And hit me up on my MySpace, and I'll fill you in. <laughs> All right, I want everyone, please, hit up Skippy on his MySpace. It's real important. All right, listen to me. We're getting really close. We're about a couple minutes out, four or five, four minutes or so out from our really special phone-in guest, yeah. Jacob Prosnick. Jacob, Jacob Prosnick. Uh, Awesome guest. Skippy, you'll have a chance, too, to ask uh, Jacob anything you want. He'll, he's dialed. He'll tell you exactly what you need to know about fishing. Uh, and, uh, yes, ma'am. Do we, have, do we have something that came in? Yeah, real quick. Okay. Sean Frederick wants to know how people can get a hold of Warren if they find something. Yeah, good question. Oh, uh, good I have question. a website, warrenwalk.com, W-A-R-R-E-N. W-O-L-K dot com. Uh, you can email me through that. And uh, that's how you get in touch. Okay. Okay. Right, Bri? We got that? WarrenWalk.com. If anybody has anything they want to donate, if they just want to reach out to Warren and talk about w- memorabilia. www. A lot of W's in that. A lot of W's. W. Right. Uh, hit up Warren on his website, and he'll uh, he'll talk to you. All right. Let's get. Uh, can we dial up? Can we dial up? You okay, Skippy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can we dial up uh, Jacob? Can we get Jacob on the phone? And uh, yeah, we'll hit him up. Yep. Okay. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get Jacob. Uh, you know what, Mike? Um, yes. Warren has another project that we haven't touched on, and uh, I was talking to him earlier, see if he wanted to talk about a website that he's working yeah. on. Let's yeah. talk about it. Related, related to the patches and uh, give him an, give him a minute on that. Absolutely, we love to hear about it. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing a, a bass b a s s bass uh, history website called basshistory.com. Yeah, uh, it's a work in progress. Don't look for it now; you won't find it. But uh, it's basically going to be all the memorabilia and all the bass fishing history that you can handle because you know. Bass fishing's a sport like any other sport. Absolutely. And it's yep. got a rich history. And, you know, within 40 years, it went from this to this. Big time. And, yep. you know, there's guys like uh, Mr. Green who just passed away and, you know, rest in peace. Uh, and a lot of guys that are that are, that are are getting up there, and, and they're not going to be around to tell their stories right. much longer. Yep. You know, and not just the memorabilia, but the, 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 the stories and the things that these guys went through as, yep. as journeymen bass fishermen. And that's important. That, that's so Huge. important. I mean, if you look at, I, I love to, you know, what you're talking about actually is giving me the chills because if you look at any other professional sport, if you look at baseball or football or buy hockey, books, this thing. Yeah, on, they've on got, they have all that. Right. They have these chronicled histories. Right. Uh, but I feel like we're missing that in the best. Yeah. So, yeah. so that to me would be like amazing. That to me would it's be going to be the a most cool am- site. Yeah. And, uh, I'm very fortunate because uh, not only did Harold Sharp contact me, but uh, Bill Dance Jr. contacted me. Yes. Funny story, real quick. I I, I opened up my emails one day and I saw I, I had an email from Bill Dance Jr. Yeah. You know, I didn't know there was actually a, a younger Bill Dance. Right. Yep. I thought Bill Dance Jr. was the Bill Dance. Yeah. He's like, here's my number. Give me a call, you know. So next thing I know, I'm, I'm talking to Bill Dance on the phone. And I talked to him for probably 15 minutes before I realized it was, it, it was the son. Yeah. But the son is so cool. Yeah. Uh, he sounds just like him. And, uh, you know, he was there. He was there for all this. He sent me yeah. He sent me some pictures and uh, some pictures I can't even make public that yep. he trusted me with. Yeah. Uh and uh 
awesome. That's awesome so guys. Cool. And these guys are willing to help me with my website, yeah. which is which is great. It, it, it's got to live on. I mean, that's that's an important part. It's got to be chronicled. It's so. got to be. It's got to be, be able to go to this website and you know click on a year, click on a tournament. Yep. You're going to be able to see pictures of it. You're going to see the patch. Yep. And and you're going to read about that tournament. That's awesome. And there's going to be a lot of other stuff, a lot of other content on there. That's awesome. It, it, it's going to be a while cool. before it launches. Cool project. Cool yeah, project, yeah. man. I uh, I hope that I hope it comes together. I hope it works yeah, out. I'd, I'd love to I, see that. When I finally yeah. get it done. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. By the way, I wanted to mention, if any of you guys were wondering how me and Warren met, um, we fished together at the local club. Warren, <laughs> Warren took me under his wing uh, over at Penn Warner in Tullytown. We have a good time fishing. Uh, but uh, yeah, because I know a lot of people were probably wondering how we met. So I just wanted to let you guys know. All there's right. a lot of rubbing going on there, folks. By the way, Ed Bassmaster, Ed Bassmaster, folks, Ed Bassmaster. Ed Bassmaster. Ed Bassmaster doing some leg rubbing there. Doing some leg rubbing. Uh, do a whole a whole show on fishing with Ed Bassmaster. Well, absolutely. That's like 30 shows in one show. Uh, we've got on the phone, this is a very important part of the show, 10 o'clock. We have on the fo- phone, joining us from Virginia, the winner of the Toledo Bend BASS event. Awesome tournament. Oh, yeah. Awesome tournament. Awesome win. We have on the phone, joining us, Jacob Prosnick. Jacob Prosnick, everybody. Jacob Prosnick. Hey, man. How are you doing? Jacob. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay, so first of all, before we get into anything else, I texted you this afternoon, and about 30 minutes later, I get a text back, and you're fishing. You got a week. You <laughs> finally have a damn week off. And you're out fishing in the salt. Tell me about it. Yeah, you know, where I'm down here in Nags Head right now where I'm out on my buddy's car. I'm staying out on the porch right now. We, uh, we went Cobia fishing today down towards Hatteras. They have been absolutely smoking them down here, catching like 20 and 30 Cobias a day. And it was, uh, it was pretty choppy. We had white caps in our coffee today for a long time, but, uh, <laughs> it, uh, it finally got laid out. We saw a few, but, uh, never really, never really caught any big ones, but, you know, the, the warm water kind of got off the beach a little bit, but it actually came back tonight and I was just checking it before you called. And um, we're gonna we're gonna hit it up in the morning. But you know, it, it's kind of like sight fishing. You know, cobia fishing is all about sight fishing, and I uh, mean, I love it. You know, yeah. so it's it's one of my favorite things to do, and this is the time to do it. So yeah, yeah it, that, that's awesome. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. I think a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of the bass guys, a lot of the bass pros, they, like they love fishing. Not just bass fishing, but fishing across Any the board. Kind of Any kind of fishing. And, uh, you know, I know for me, uh, it refreshes my batteries at the end of the year when I get the saltwater fish. And uh, and Jacob and David Dudley and all these guys that are amazing salt anglers, too. That's what they do. They just don't They just don't rest. Uh, <laughs> let's jump right into it, man. I, I tracked you down at the uh, TTBC. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I saw you at the meeting, and I, I came over to congratulate you. And you told me a story about what happened on the last day of the bass event that you won. And I, I, I want people to hear this. So, real quick, before you get into it, everybody that's watching, if you don't know, uh, Jacob won Toledo Bend the bass event. Awesome win, awesome win, good job. Um, but you told me a story about what happened in the very last part of that last day. Tell us what happened. Tell us how you won that tournament. Tell us those big fish that you caught in, in the last part of the day. You know, 
when when we got to Toledo Bend and I put my boat in the first morning of practice and uh, you know a lot of times I don't ever tie anything on until we get there and kind of see kind of what's going on and so we put I put the boat in and and uh, you know kind of just drifted over to the bank and the, and the first pocket went in and and I put my trolling motor down. I stood up, and the water temperature is like 64 degrees, 65 degrees in Texas at Toledo Bend. You know, just getting ready to have a full moon and all that stuff. And I was like, man, that ought to be some spawning. I went about 10 feet, and there's two five-pounders laying there. So it was kind of like I kind of knew what I was going to do kind of throughout the tournament. But, you know, that last day, uh, and I know you can contest to this, and probably there's probably some people that can contest to it, too. You know, I, I've never won a major tournament. You know, I've been close I don't know how many times. And yeah. it was always that I always tried to kind of go back and duplicate the same things. And, you know, you, you read about KVD and, and you and, and Iconella, you know, and all the people that those last days kind of you got to kind of maybe fish off instincts and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I went and did the Shad Spawn deal first thing. I, caught, I think I caught one little one and then. You know, my buddy Glenn Brown, I ran into him at like 1 o'clock that day, and we roomed together, and he had told me he, he had like 20 pounds. He'd been flipping a jig just down the bank. I said, well, you know, I mean, might go do that. So I did that the last day for about, till about 10 o'clock, and, you know, I caught like some two-and-a-half-pounders. And uh, I just made up my mind. I said, man, you know, heck with it. I'm in the top 12. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off and run down the lake. I went down there in one pocket and practiced. The day and you know and, and the farther you got down the lake it's a little bit the cooler the water got so yeah. it was kind of you know some more fish were still moving up kind of deal and what was going through my mind but you know i was just running i put the i put my trolling motor down and just put my head down and i said if it's not five pounds or bigger i'm not stopping yeah. and uh like the second pocket i went in i ran into that that 713 that i caught and and uh you know, it was it was kind of frustrating. You know, the wind was blowing. It, they, down there, they spawned so deep because the water was so clear around that millful and everything. And you know, it took me like forty five minutes an hour to catch it. And and uh, so I, I ended up catching it. You know, and it was like the you know the best feeling in the world. You know, it yeah. kind of gives you a little bit more momentum going on. But you know, it, it it's kind of when you're sitting there looking at one that big, and it's and you know as a fisherman what's getting ready to happen and. You know, it's spinning around, I mean, going around the bed in a circle, and it's not leaving it. So, you know, in a matter of minutes, it's going to bite. And when it did, it's like my heart fell to my toes. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up catching that. And, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have won, but I'd seen a five-pounder that earlier that morning in a pocket. And it was like I had about 20 minutes to fish. So, And it was way back in some standing timber. You had to idle back in there, you know. And, uh, guys, I can tell you this right now. I mean, Ike, I've always listened to you uh, for a lot of things. And, and that never give up thing, Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it, it is, you know. And yeah. I'm like... I'm like, I'm going back in there. If I could catch that five-pounder, I might have a chance. And so I, I pulled back in there, and it, it had about a two-and-a-half-pound buck that was with it. And and they would kind of do something, but he would swim off, and when she would, when he would swim off, she would follow him. So it would take him long to get back, and I said, man, I'm going to have to catch him right away somehow. Well, I pull back in there. I get everything set up. I look over in the bed, and I can see her, but I don't see him. He's gone. I don't have a clue where he went. You know, it's like, you know, here's everything's kind of lining up, the stars and everything. And, yeah. And <laughs> so I, 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 you can see on the TV show, I asked my cameraman, I said, what time is it? I said, tell me when it's 2 o'clock. He said, it's 2.12. Oh. And I went, holy moly, you know, I got to leave at like 2.20. Yeah. 
still, I, 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 I can remember walking back up there. I remember making a flip, and, and I can remember bringing the bait in the bed, and and she just kind of like nosed over to it, and, and I played catch with her. I hopped it up, and she smoked it, you know, took off swimming. And, and it, it was just, you know, that was the whole that was the whole tournament right there, those two fish, you know. And it's just like like you, you've you always said, and, you know, and, and I believe in it, you know, you never, yep. ever give up. Yeah, you, ne- you never know what's going to happen, you know what I mean? It could happen the first cast of the day. It could happen in the last cast of the day. But I love to hear stories like that because that's, that's why we fish, you know. That's that yeah. that moment when that something like that happens, it's magical, and and that's why we do it. You know, what what an awesome yeah. story. Well, you, know, you know what's cool about that? There's maybe two or three things in life where nothing else that's going on in your life comes into your head while it's happening. Yep. One's probably watching your child be born, and two is getting a five pounder. <coughs> excuse me. What's getting a five pounder with ten minutes left in the tournament? That's pretty awesome. Can you imagine? I mean, I've never experienced that. But, I mean, you guys have. It, I, it's I just, it, it's an unbelievable. Feeling, and then when you when you win and it all comes together, it's just it, you you never forget those moments, you know. Jake, did it go fast for you that last fish, or was it something that was just like super slow and you just couldn't wait to get it in the boat? No, I mean you know I you know I mean I was following twenty five four carbon. I had an eight foot villain, you know, so. It, it, it was like when I hit it, it was coming to the boat no matter what, if it liked it or not, you know. So, it was, uh, you know, when I swung it in the boat, I was like, you know, I, it, it it was going through my mind, like, you know, maybe I have a chance, you know. And you're always thinking about that now. And so now you're running in, you know, you're running down the lake. And then you're praying, you're like, don't hit nothing. You know, here yeah. we are running on the, one of the stumpiest lakes in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, don't hit nothing because there's nobody down here to save you. You know, so... And this is kind of the point when I might have thought I had a chance. You know, Davey Height is always there. He does like a little interview with the guys that I, that they think is going to win the tournament. And so I'm pulling in. It's like five of us are idling in, and we all pull up to the dock like this. And and here comes like three TV cameras, and Davey Height is walking down the dock. And I said, Well, you know, here's this is going to tell the tale. You know, who who they thinks you know, got a chance to win this tournament. Yeah. And they they pass everybody. And Davey walks up to me and says, hey, you mind if I step over in your boat? And that's when I kind of got the feeling. I was like, you know, holy moly, here we go, you know. And, you know, it just, it kind of all panned out. But, you know, it's a, it's a, that's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, you know, magic. somebody says, well, yeah, somebody says, well, you know, dude, you just beat, you know, 107 of the best anglers in the world. I said, I, you know, you can't. I can't disagree with that. Yes, I did for those four days. Yes, I did. But for the rest of the year, you know, it, it's so hard to win a tour level event yeah. like that in, anymore. You know, what I'm saying yeah. everything has to go so much perfect, and it's very, you yeah. know, it's very difficult. <laughs> Very difficult. Everything's got to line up. It's it's almost magic when it happens. By the way, Jacob, we've got we've got your picture up here on the screen while you're talking. And the last guy that asked you a question, I don't know if you knew this, but um, uh, we've got a guy in the studio, a good friend of the show, Dave Brodzik. 
and he's a stunt double for you, Brian. Uh, Brian the Carpenter. Can we get a, can we get a shot of Dave? Uh, this Dave from New Jersey has been mistaken for you, believe it or not, on tournaments. So if, if you ever need a stunt double, uh, we've got one. Let's, hold on, we're going we're to show a picture of Dave. Can we get a picture of, of Dave Brodzik back here? There you go. Hey, Jacob, there's your stunt double. Jake, stunt double, and I'll take the checks to the bank for you too, buddy. How's that? Jake, you know what i got to ask you? As, as a Yankee Polak, I gotta know: Do you Southern? Do you Rebel Polaks? Do you got what kind? Do you guys eat traditional Polish food, or what's the deal? Down there? I gotta know this. Man, we, you know, I, I like hot stuff and you know stuff like that, like Polish sausage and all that stuff. I mean, it's that's traditional. You know, we uh, we eat it all. I just wonder if that gets lost because I gotta tell you, when I started fishing tournaments outside of New Jersey and going south, I'd never seen an Italian or a Polak talk with a Southern accent, and it just blew me away. Like watching Gagliardi, like talk kind of like you. Like I just never, I'd never seen that before. You know? <laughs> growing up in a Philadelphia suburb, it was just a shock. That's all. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah Jacob Dave uh, travels with kibasa in his bag that's all right, the time. Man, so that's right, man. That's right. That's true. Uh, wrong with that. But uh, the next thing I want to ask you about is so. So, you know, this is what cracks me up. So I, I know, I've known you for a long time, and I know you're no rookie. But So people are like, man, who's this rookie on the bash trail kicking everybody's butt? Yeah. That, that kind of makes me laugh. But tell me a little bit. Talk to me, Jacob, about the transformation from FLW to bass. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, is this... How how's that move been for you? Is that something? Is that something you wanted to do? Are you still going to fish FLW? What what's your plans and and how are you liking bass right now? You know, I mean, I think it was the greatest move of, of my career. Um, you know, it's not about the fishermen. It's not about any of the money or anything like that. It's about being able to promote yourself and your and in the products. You know. Yeah. Not yep. anything. FLW is a great organization, and and you know it, it's what got me started. But you know to be able to, if say Five Hour Energy comes to me tomorrow and says, "Hey, you know we'll give you this to represent our company," you know I, I can say yes. Let's get it going. You know I can you know put it on my boat. I can do whatever I want. You know, kind of over there, you kind of were stuck with what they gave you. You know, I mean, you never really got to represent. So that was kind of the the reason for the change. Yeah. was to get out to be able to, to actually, you know, the as far as the fishing part, I think, you know, I mean, on both tours, there's there's great fishermen. And, you know, I, I can't take that away from anybody out there. But the reason for the move was for me was to, you know, like I said, just to get out to be able to represent myself as a person instead of with, you know, yeah. and then I have to, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, I, I teased you. I don't know if you remember back at uh, the last Northern Open last year up at Lake Erie, I and I said, uh, you know, man, I, I you're doing great, and uh, we want you over at Bass, but we really don't, because I knew you were going to come over and kick everybody's ass. So we, I, I was secretly hoping you wouldn't come over, but uh, you're you're right, and we're glad to have you over there. And uh, I think to build your brand, I think to build your personal brand, Bass is the place to be. You know, and yeah. if you want longevity in the sport outside of tournament fishing, you know, I think uh, I think Bass is the place. To to be. Uh, Beck, remind everybody real quick, uh, if anybody's got questions for Jacob Prosnick, you could uh, send your question in through t- Twitter. Beck, what's the what's the Twitter handle? Mike underscore Iconelli, or go to the Facebook fan page, ask questions there, we can answer as well. Uh, Brian can post the phone number. Brian, can you post the phone number too? And we're, we're going to take some questions uh, 
for you that come in. And uh, your your stunt double's got another question for you, Jacob. Jake, stunt double Dave here. I got a question. So, you know, you're long in the tooth. You were fishing all three ever starts. You were fishing the FLWs all at the same time. How much did that prepare you to then go in and bang against the guys in bass? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, I got to fish against Ike and, and a bunch of those guys back in those ever starts. You know, I mean, other same planer, and he he actually kicked my butt over a couple of times, and and I'm kind of still trapped about that. I mean, we need a little redemption tournament up there, but um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, you know, just. I don't think it was like I think it was the lakes and stuff that we went to that prepare yourself more more than fishing against you know the other anglers. You know, I mean, I always say yes, you got to fish against KVD and you got to fish against Mike and you know Dean Rojas and Mark Davis and all those guys and you know Dudley on the other side, Mark Rose and all those guys. But you're actually still competing against the fish. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know if it takes if I mean we know what it's going to take when we get there. If it's going to take 18 pounds a day to win, that's what you got to have. Yeah. You know, to, to do that. So that's kind of how I kind of prepare myself, you know. It's, yeah. You know, sometimes it's a little bit tougher. And, and, you know, everybody says, well, and this is my pet peeve, and I hate this. I, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to mention this right now while I stole my mind. I hear guys get up on stage the last day of the tournament. They, they don't come in with nothing. You know, and they say, yeah, well, I got up there and I swung for the fence today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it irritates me to death. I hate it when yep. somebody says that. Because what were you doing the other three days? Were you fishing for 50th place? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, when I and, and I hope you, I know that you're the same. When I leave the dock in the morning, I'm fishing for one place and one place only. That's first place. Yeah. You know, yep. second place is, is you're the first loser. Yeah. And and I hate to lose, and I know you do, and everybody oh, yeah. that probably bass fishes does, but. You know, this sport is a humbling sport. You're going to have to be able to take the good with the bad. And that's the kind of way I look at it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those deals. You just got to get your mind right and, and stay focused and, and everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of ups and downs. But if you're not fishing to win, you're never going to win. You know, you got to believe yeah. every time you leave the dock, you got to believe you're going to win, you know. That's important. Let's. Uh, I, I want to turn the topic real quick to, and this is something we've actually had this as our hot topic. I think in our second show, which is talking about a technique and a bait, still very controversial, even a year later, called the A rig, the Alabama rig. And I know we've talked about this over and over. It's like beating a dead horse. But why I got Jake on the phone? I want to talk, uh, Jacob. I want to ask you about it because you're badass with that thing, man. Tell me about the A-Rig. How do you feel about bass at the tour level and FLW at the tour level now banning the A-Rig? Still out of the opens, but how do you feel about the ban of the A-Rig in the major tours? You know, I I really don't care which way they go with it. You know, I, I don't see how... How you can get a, get away with banning a lure right. <laughs> is is what the way I look at it. But you know, I'm just I mean I'm glad that they did that. But you know, when they did that, they took away of a couple other options like a double fluke rig and stuff like that. And I didn't I didn't agree with that because we were throwing that back before the Alabama rig came out or the A rig or you know whatever they call it. But you know. Everybody says, "Well, man, you just tie that thing on and go fishing down the bank." Uh, that's not. That's not true. It's you know, it's easy. another lure. It has a purpose. It has a place. And 
you know. At, but if they're going to ban it, I'm, I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. There's no way around it. You know, just keep it the way it is. Why, why are you glad, Jake? Why is there a difference between the fluke rig and the A rig in your mind? Well, you know, that, that thing was, I, I mean, the, the double fluke rig was designed, I mean, back in the day when we used to catch schoolers all the time, you know. Yeah. And, you know, they used to bite that thing regardless. I mean, I can remember at Gunnersville when the A-Rig first come out, you know, we, me and Kobe and Gagliardi were like one of the first three that started throwing it in that FLW series down there at Gunnersville besides Paul Life, which blew the tournament away on that thing. Yeah. But here's the deal. I mean, I could have still caught 16 to 20 pounds on a double fluke rig in that tournament, take the Alabama rig away. So my opinion on it is, all right, you take it away. The guys are still that were still going to do good in that tournament are still going to do good because they're on the fish. They're just using a lure to catch them a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? I would have had to really work at it, but during that tournament, I still could have caught, you know, a pretty decent bag taking it away. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I really, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, I, you know, here's the thing. In, in, in that world, in the world of bass fishing, you know, it, it gave some people a lot of hope in fishing, you know, which, not, I mean, would gain credibility, you know, would gain in our sport as far as, you know, fishing tournaments, you know what I'm saying? If, if we don't, if we don't have those people that still want to get out there and fish, then, you know, what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it gives those guys, man, I can go, I can go to Alabama, I can do this, I can do that, and it, and it made them get out there and go fishing. Not just in tournaments, but just get out in public, you know, take kids fishing. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was all about, but then you take it away from us, and people kind of shy away from it now, because, you know, they, they're followers, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I, if I can't throw it, you can't throw it, they're like, I ain't going to throw that thing, they, you know, that's kind of like, you know, whatever, but, uh, you know, it, it's still, it's still up in the air. I just, I mean, I just don't see how an organization can, can actually just, just come right out and ban a lure. And that's a lot of the comments we hear on the show is, uh, is they should defer to whatever the state law is, you know. Yeah. If the state law allows three hooks, you should allow three hooks. So I, yeah. I think that's unanimous. Beck, do we have a question? I think we have a question that came through Twitter or Facebook. What's the yes, question? We have a question from Twitter. Okay. That uh, what's Jacob's go-to technique and bait? Ah, okay. What's your go-to technique and bait? And you can't say Alabama Rick. You know, if I, if I had to take one rod to a tournament or one lure or bait or, you know, whatever, it would have to be a 16-ounce shaky head on a 7-inch green pumpkin power worm. Shaky head. Absolutely. That's the you only I mean, fish catcher, man. It, yeah, I mean it is. I mean you think about it. You can you can catch smallmouth off the bed on it. You can catch smallmouth out deep. You can catch them under docks. You can catch largemouth deep. You can catch spotted bass. I mean it covers the whole spectrum. Yeah. And the thing, it works in cold water. It works in hot water. It works, you know, works in the fall. I mean, how can you beat it? Yeah. We yeah. we might be friends. That's the only thing I throw. Yeah, that's that's all Becky throws. So it's all, it's all I'm allowed to throw. Yeah, that's but. all you're allowed to throw. Yeah, because it doesn't snag. I'm not giving you no twenty five dollar Japanese lures. <laughs> you put them in the trees, Beck. 
<laughs> that throat wants to be an incurable social disease, so I don't know. Want to go <laughs> you got a social here. disease <laughs> in Miami? Yeah. That's I, don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't either, but I think it's funny. I don't get it. I don't get it either, but I think it's funny. I think it's funny. All right, uh, we've got, we got we got another one for you. Oh, though. we got another question. Okay. Uh, so from Twitter, Shane says, "Does this win put pressure on you for the rest of the season, or does it relieve the pressure?" That's a great question. So do you feel well, like you, you have know, to keep performing, or you're good? You know, I mean, don't. I hope they don't take this the wrong way, but I haven't forgot about women, but, you know, it, it's that's in the past now. you got to look yeah. to the future. You know, we still got, we got Bass Fest coming up here a couple weeks, which we, we all get 100 points, so we're kind of going to stay where we're at. But, you know, we're going to the Delaware River, which is right in Mike's backyard, you know. So yeah. we got that, and uh, we got Cayuga coming up. So, you know, two big tournaments where I, I think – Somebody in the top 25 still has a chance to win an angler of the year. And, you know, that that is the ultimate goal in in the world of bass fishing, you know, in my in my perspective. Winning the classic, great deal, yeah. you know. But, but in my opinion, you won another tournament, you know. Winning angler of the year, you have beat the best that whole year. Yeah. You're the top. You're the top dog for that year, and you know that's that's what's on my mind. You know that's what you know that's that's what that's what we all fish for. And so yes, the the pressure is kind of leave, but they're still pressure because I mean, we still got to go out and catch them. I mean, there's there's 107 guys on this thing that are that are gunning for first place at every tournament. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're only as good as your last event, you know. That's that's for sure. But uh, yeah. man, I I'll tell you that that win was. Uh, I had a terrible tournament, but I I enjoyed watching you win it, and and we're uh, we're we're super super happy for you, and we wish you continued success on the Bass Trail, Jacob, and and thank you for joining us tonight. Congrats. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, Jacob Prozik. Awesome, thank you, man. Sounds like a class act. He's a great dude, yeah. man. He's a, he's a great dude. He's uh, we talked a little bit about this offset, but uh, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Dave and Brian the Carpenter on this too. Is what you call a natural fisherman, a natural talent. I think that's what he is. That's what he is. I mean, you know, you've got you've got guys that have to work hard and they study and they learn, they practice, and you know, there's a certain amount of work ethic there. Uh, but I think guys like Jacob Prosnick and Aaron Martins are naturals. You know, they have this innate ability to find fish and catch fish. And, and he has that, you know. And, and I, you can't really put your finger on what that is. Uh, you know, it, it's tough to describe it. But, but he's got it. He's a natural, for sure. Cool. Awesome. That was that was the carpenter. Oh, okay. I thought I heard something. I didn't know what that was. I know that was a sound effect or, sound or what effects. that was. But uh, that that was awesome. Uh, Jacob Prosnick, Beck. That was awesome exactly. call. That was awesome. He's a good dude. That was awesome. I actually got a tweet uh, for Warren. Nice. Oh, another. They're they're continuing to co- yeah to come for you. Yeah, this one is from a Jack Mihoff. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Jack Mihoff. Ah. Ooh. Hey, I think hey, I know hey, that guy from hey, Bass, wants, New Jersey. Yeah, he wants uh he wants me to ask you about an amberjack that you handlined to the boat? <laughs> Jack Mihoff. Yeah, yeah, I I handlined a, an amberjack once. 
50 pounder. <laughs> well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank There's you. A story. Thank you. <laughs> There's a story. That's amazing. There is a story. I also want to know what does long on the tooth mean? Long on the tooth, Dave. Dave, I, I had to write it down. Long in the tooth or long on the tooth? What I say? I was choking on phlegm at the time, so I really don't know what. It I was, was either long on the tooth <laughs> or long in he the said, tooth. Oh, Jacob, uh, you know, you've been long in the tooth. Enough, uh, <laughs> is that what you said, Dave? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Tooth? You never heard long in the tooth? No. In long, long in long. Where we're from, we have marbles in our mouths. We can say in on. It doesn't matter. The same thing. And what it means is you've been doing something a long time, and your teeth are long. You never heard that before. I never heard that. No. I mean, Jesus, Mike. Can we Google it? Can we Google long in the tooth? I long, to long on. Long. You say long on the. I mean, you know, that's the side of the river you live on. Dave, Speaking I'm of you. long I, teeth. I never heard of it. Yes. Speaking of long in the tooth. Yes. Never heard of it. We got Pete. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So where are we at? We're at 10:30, and do we have a drum roll sound effect. Come on, Brian. No. Come on. Where's the sound effects, man? Can you give me a drum roll sound effect? It's more like a fart. I don't think this is. That's more like a, a really long British fart. You know, like. Uh, no drum roll, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 10.30, and it is time for, let me check my notes, it's time for, this is a very cool part of the show, it's time for the Dash University Tip of the Month. Dash University That's Tip right. of the Month, 10.30, and uh, in, a, in a second here, join us via satellite phone. I think he's in South America on a guide trip right now. Joining us via satellite TV cell phone. Swatch watch. Swatch watch phone. Beach Street. Uh, Fresh Fest. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Is... Peter, sweeter Peter Glusick is joining us. Do we have sweet on the, uh, Pete on the phone yet, or we got to get him on the phone? Uh, I, I was hoping for, wow. for a better build-up. Uh, oh, Pete's on the phone. You got a drum roll, Pete. Pete, joining us. Pete Glusick, everybody. There it goes. We're the cannonball, Dan. Pete Glusick, everybody. How you doing, Pete? I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I was thinking of, like, the Rocky theme. Or, uh, you know, something. We're, hey, we've got, <laughs> Pete, we, we, I want to tell you, well, let me start by telling you, we're missing you very much in studio. I know you've been, uh, you've been like a world traveler with your guide trips lately. I know you've been to Champlain and back and everywhere else, uh, but we do miss you in the studio. But, man, we got a packed house in here tonight. Warren Walk, Ed Bassmaster, Rebecca, the Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fatty, Brian the Carpenter in here. <laughs> We got a packed house in here tonight. Man. We're missing you over here. I, 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 get Brian, I get Brian the carpenter and I get fatty. You know, what I mean? like, you know come on, dude. Where, where's the? I, I don't know. Sorry, Pete. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's the kind of nickname they'd give me too, Brosnick. How's everything going? How's the how's the guide business, Pete? Man, it's been uh, it's been real good. The training, the on water training, has been uh, you know phenomenal. Yeah. I just got back from Lake Champlain, where the fish are pre-spawn, big giant smallmouth, are in six inches of water, mm. feeding on yellow perch. It's it's uh, 
it's pretty amazing, man. Wow. If you've never if you've never seen that before, and and honestly, I haven't seen that before until this week, where you know the fish were up, <laughs> the big giant fish were up that shallow. Super I felt shallow. like I was on the Chesapeake, you know, where where they're always that shallow. But I was in Champlain, and the big smallmouth were that shallow. It's pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. But uh, it's good to be home. I've been away for a while, so it's good to be home. That's that's good. Well, we appreciate you joining us by phone, and uh, this is a cool segment of the show. It always is, and um, we're going to do a Bash University tip of the month, and we, as always, we draw this tip from actual BU students, uh, you, you know, and these are, these are questions. These are questions the students have, and before we get into the BU tip of the month, Pete, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about um, how they could get to Bash University or Bash University TV? We, uh, yeah, certainly. I want to invite everybody to check out Bash University TV. It's uh, You can go to thebashuniversity.com backslash TV or just go to thebashuniversity.com. You can click through and find it. And uh, what we've done is we've televised all of our seminars through, you know, through the course of Bash University with, you know, the best guys in the world talking about what they're really good at and they can go check it out there. They can watch it on their iPhone, watch it on their iPad and uh, and check out all this great stuff, you know, right at home. But but definitely check out Bash University TV. Okay. So, what is the Bash University tip of the month? What is it? What well, have you got tonight? Well, well, you know, we're we're talking about shallow water. I just talked about it a little bit in uh you know what I talked about, but I got. I want to back up for just one second. Did you talk to Pros or uh, Jacob Prosnick about who his mentor was? We did not talk to Jacob Prosnick about who his mentor was. This is fascinating to me. Lou Dave's is the guy that really, you know, brought him along. Who is Woo Dave. You talking yeah. about the woo shoe? <laughs> but it, it, it's it's amazing to me that I don't know if Jacob has as many dogs as Woo does because I think Woo has like a hundred, you know, dogs that he hunts with. <laughs> but uh, this is but, really random. But Woo is the one that brought Jacob up and taught him how to fish. And uh, it, it was fascinating to, to see Jacob score so well, you know, after that tutelage, you know, that, uh, you know, from one of the classic champs, from one of the greatest anglers, you know, Wu's won, you know, some monster tournaments over yeah. the years. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's really cool to see him have such great success, you know. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled with that. And I was also, uh, you know, one of his favorite techniques is that shaky head coming to the Delaware River. You know, that might be a factor. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's not talk about that. Next topic. <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, we're talking about shallow water fishing, and, you know, the questions we get is about the square bill. What makes the square bill so fascinating? Square Why does it bite the square bill? Yeah. Uh, you know, square bill, square bill. Yeah. You know? So, you know, we have coming up, we have Greg Hackney talking about the square bill. It's Greg Hackney week on Bash University TV. He's giving his seminar about the square bill and how he uses it to catch fish. Yeah. Rick Klon used it. 
just a great success down here at this tournament. I saw Hackney throwing it. Hackney uh, did. Hackney caught a yep. lot of key fish in the last event on the square bill. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Why, what what makes the square bill great? Why is it so? Why is it won so many classics? Uh, you know. So that's. Uh, you know, that's what we're talking about this week on Bash University TV. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, you know, we're talking about square bills. And let me remind everybody that we're going to talk about square bills. And if you have any questions, feel free to call in. Brian, the carpenter, put the phone number up. And then, Rebecca, what's the... what's the? We have a caller already on the line. We have a caller already. Okay, we're going to take a caller. We don't have two-phone technology just yet. Oh, okay, we can't take a caller. How can they question in on, on Twitter? Tweet me. Tweet you. At Mike <laughs> underscore At Ike Mike Ellie. underscore Iconelli. Uh, tweet your questions in about square bills. But we're talking square bills. And um, i got to tell you, Pete, that for me, the key to that square bill and that real shallow water is the deflection. A- absolutely. Contact. You know, is, is contact. And, and I, can, I can vividly remember being a kid. And throwing some of the early square bills, like the Cotton Cordell Big O, uh, some some of the other you know early versions of the of the square bill, and uh, not wanting to hit stuff with it because I didn't want to lose it. You know, I was I was scared to throw it near stuff and hit off of stuff. Um, but but years later, you know, I know that the key to that bait for me is having it hit. And change direction, you know that deflection, and and that's really what triggers the bite, you know. Well, I I, I hear I hear that. And I remember something by hearing you say that, and uh, I remember I think it was Rick Kwan that was talking about this kind of stuff because obviously he's a crankbait, you know, master. But the the square bill, it's called a square bill because it's got corners on the lip. A lot of crankbaits have rounded lips. A square bill, clearly, it has corners, and the corners are—they um, tend to dig in or catch the cover. You know, whether it's a piece of wood, a rock, or whatever it is you happen to be cranking, it tends to hang up momentarily. And as you're cranking, it hangs up, and you build that pressure. Uh, you know, as you're cranking, and yeah. and and it. It deflects. It frees up and it shoots off and yep. triggers that strike. And you know that you know that is one like you talked about deflection. That little that little thing <laughs> is special. And you know, you look at all the different kinds of crankbaits and I'm like, man, it really is special because like Takahiro won with a square bill. George Cochran won. I'm, I'm talking about the classic. George Co- Cochran won the classic with a square bill. How many other? Or Kevin won a classic with a square bill. Yeah. And those are just the ones off the top of my head. Yeah. You know how many other guys have won the classic with a square bill? There's, there's, there's definitely something about that deflection. There's something about the way that that lip hangs up in the cover for a moment and deflects off differently than other than other baits that that make it a big fish catcher. Absolutely, and and that's you know what you brought up too is the other thing I love about square bill, which is the ability to trigger a reaction strike from fish that aren't hungry. You know that that's the one thing that always I always look at with that is you know when a fish is eating, he's going to just eat. But I love that square bill 
for making that fish that's inactive trigger trigger that bite. And that's that's super important, especially in shallow water. Shallow water fish can be tough, but, you know, that bait kind of rooting through, changing direction, it's a big, big trigger on the strike. No doubt. And I think Rick Klung was fishing a, a square bill down there that, all, that almost won at, at Darnell where you guys were at. I think he was using a size 150 down there. <laughs> what size? Did, did you hear what he was saying? It was, a, it, down was there? Big, it was a big crankbait. I don't know. It looked pretty <laughs> was, big. Was, I saw some of the it, pictures. It looked big. I think it was a it was a number four, which I hadn't really seen in the square bill before. But uh, you know, usually you talk about a, a one point five, a two point five. Rick was using a number four, so clearly it was a pretty big uh, square bill with some big troubles on. Yeah. But uh, but that's what that's what Hackney's going to talk about, and, and uh, this week I love Greg. You talk about a natural. You talked about Jacob as a natural, and I agree, man. Jacob's got something special. Yeah. And uh, Greg does too. Greg yeah. is uh, he's one of those guys. I've listened to his seminars, and I'm fascinated. You know, I, I have to listen to these seminars as I'm preparing Bass University TV and getting them ready to broadcast. And uh, man, it's a treat to listen to him. But Greg's special because he he just thinks about fishing in terms that. You know, that just makes so much common sense. Um, you know, he is a true natural, and the way that he trigger strikes with it is fascinating. I think the people that are going to watch his video are going to be fascinated too. Absolutely, absolutely, that's awesome. Can I? What are what are your experiences, Warren, with square bills? Uh, I like them. I like them. I've been uh, playing with them for a couple of years. Now. Ed, square bills? I like them. Yeah, I've been playing with them a couple of years. Have you? <laughs> in the lake or in the tub or? <laughs> oh, no, square bills. So fun. <laughs> got to watch treble hook around the wiener, though. Did you see the bed? No. No. Where'd that happen at? Our lake. Really? Yeah, I was up fishing the banks. And I was on the square bill. And I, and I reached the lip over, and he gave one last shake, and two of the hooks went one one in each finger. So I couldn't get him out because I couldn't get a, you know, a, an angle. <laughs> Turned out I had to go to the hospital. You know what I mean? Get him pulled out. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. It sounds like something Ronnie would do. Yeah. Well, it was me, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't on my boat. That <laughs> All right. Do we have any? Uh, let's take some some questions. Uh, do we have any uh, Twitter questions for we've the got, tip of the month? The tip of the month. We do. We've got a handful. I'm going to combine George, Josh, and Jason's question. George, Josh, and J- Josh and Jason. Yes. So, they would like to know, what square bill do you fish? What about colors? Does Ooh. it have to deflect to be effective? Ooh. We established that. Uh, sorry, I ran to the other room. I might have missed that part. The key word is contact. Okay. Contact. Pete, you want to handle that? Apparently, deflection. Yeah. Deflection, colors, well, size. Size, names. <laughs> well, size matters. Size matters. Size matters. <laughs> uh, and I and I say because I say that because it's true. Yeah, uh, you know, there's there's times that you want to bring the big gun, and uh, and there's times when the when the smaller baits work really well. So that's that's key. But deflection is. Um, 
is is a big part of that bait. But I'll tell you what, another big part of that bait is the presence that it has in the water, the, the big, it, big thumping, wide waddling nature of that bait is easily tracked in stained water, muddy water. Um, you know, so that that's a that's a really big part of it um, too. So, you know, as far as colors go, you know, I key on. You know, I keep colors simple. I don't. I don't really get. And with a square ball, I think it's important to keep them simple because that's a big presence bait. It's usually fished in situations where the water's a little bit stained. So I don't think color of the bait is all that important. I'm either going to be something that looks chartreuse or something that looks like a shad. And you know, those are kind of the two colors that I go between. But um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the presence of that bait in the water is equally as important as its you know deflection component. So uh, that's my answer to that question. Excellent, thanks, Pete. Did we have a call for Pete? No, there's no call for yeah. there's, Pete. There's no call, call for Pete. That's because Ed's in the studio. Oh, that's and right. He can't call in. <laughs> wow, that was a blonde moment. Hey, <laughs> put up that Facebook picture with those pictures of Mike. I could do that. This guy on Facebook had a collection of autographed Mike face cards. It's impressive. <laughs> Is it up there? And for everyone on Twitter who is concerned with Mike's beer being empty, I'm thinking he's probably refilling it. Or emptying something. He's empty. Ah, oh, Mike is out of the studio right now. Oh. No, no, he's back. See, look, I told you. Back. There was a lot of people on Twitter that were concerned as your beer was going down. Right. And so I think they'll be happy to see that. that I was did. Refilled. Check out this picture that this guy put on Facebook. Those are wow. all your face. Look at that picture. That's unbelievable. They all they're all cards. They're all collectors' cards. That's unbelievable. We still have Pete on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, we can't get rid of him, Mike. We can't get rid of Pete. That's an unbelievable picture. Uh Pete, I, I wanna before uh before we let you run, I want you to tell we, we we really didn't talk about this in any of our shows, but there's a lot of our listeners that live in the tri state area that wanna go out and get on the boat with you. How can they track you down, Pete? How can they get on the boat with you and do some on-water instruction? What's what's the best way they can get a hold of you? <laughs> well, that, that's easy, man. Just give me a shout. Pete, Pete underscore Gluzak at uh, MSN.com. Okay, or, uh, email you directly. Or go to, you've got a website, too. It's PeteGluzak.com. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go to PeteGluzak.com. Give me a shout. We'll schedule you in. Uh, we got some openings coming up in June and July, and I'm going to be back up on Champlain in July. And uh, I got a question for you, Mike. Yes, sir. Are you going to are you going to be fishing down in Douglas? Yes, I am. Uh, in fact, we are getting in the camper tomorrow night. Tomorrow night to head down there, the whole family. Nice. Yes. Nice. You got an extra bedroom in that camper? Uh, we might. Why? Are you coming? <laughs> I'm, com- I'm, I'm coming to Douglas. I, well, I'm used to kids, Beck. I mean, I got one. <laughs> yeah, you're going to fish it? Yeah, I'm, I'm fishing the opens. I'm going, that's where I'm starting. I've been kind of dormant, you know, sitting around, 
you know, fishing, you know, teaching people how to fish, doing all kinds of different things. It's time for me to get out there and do some fishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, don't you worry, Pete. You can sleep right next you can to sleep. Vegas. You can stay with us, Vegas. You can stay with Vegas. You can stay next to Crying Steli. But uh, that's awesome. Uh, everybody, Pete Glusick, Pete. the Bash University. Pete, Pete joining us. Pete, 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 Pete. Thanks, Pete, man. Take it easy, buddy. Thanks, Pete. Now, I, I, I want you to know that I, I looked up in Urban Dictionary, long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. Urban Dictionary. It's an adjective. Adjective. Old, outdated, no longer to perform its primary function at optimum level. Here's the example. The PlayStation 1 is a bit long in the tooth these days. Ooh, I will now remove that from my repertoire. <laughs> totally out of context. Well, you know what? I've only heard it in sports. When someone's been around a while, they say they're long in the tooth. I didn't know it means they blow. I just they they've been around a while. Oh, my gosh. But apparently it's like a Philly slang. Like when you Google it, it seems to be more of like a Philly slang right. term. So It's Philly slang. All right. All right. It's Philly slang. All right. So Mike, gonna, we got like ten minutes left. Bro. We got ten minutes. I know. So we're gonna do things a little reverse here. We're we're gonna we're gonna do things a little reverse. And at this moment in time, here's what we're gonna do. Brian the Carpenter. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do the tackle warehouse. Trivia question of the month. We're going to throw that out there first because it's a little tough. This it week. is. It's a tricky one. It's a tough question. And then after we throw that out there, I think what we're going to do is we're just going to yeah. we're just going to talk, and we're going to open up the phones to hey Josh, the casting couch brought to you by Fishity. Um, but let's let's pose the question. Um, here's the question. We talked about it before. Okay. On the cover of the Bassmaster magazine that Brian Kershaw won, okay, Brian Kershaw, everybody knows, Federation angler, everyone's hero, my hero for sure, uh, came up to the Federation, won the Classic. On the cover that he made when he won the Classic, what kind of reel was he using on that Bassmaster cover, okay? So we want to know the kind of reel that Brian Kershaw was using on the cover of the Bassmaster Classic. That, Brian, that is an outstanding question. That's a great question. Brian DeCarpenter, put up the phone number real quick right here. And we're going to take uh, callers. Uh, we call actually in. we actually have a caller on the line. He called earlier, and we weren't able to put him through. He's got a great question. Okay. And while it's a three-minute delay, so while yeah. people work on that question... We're going to put through... What's his name, Dave? Josh. Josh. Okay. Josh, how you Josh, doing tonight? On, Pretty good, right? Where are you calling from, I'm man? I'm from Louisiana. Yes, sir. What's your question? Hi. Right. We're talking about um, old school stuff and the uh, old school wiggle wart versus the new wiggle wart. I mean, I, I hear you guys pay hundreds of dollars for the old school wiggle warts. What's the difference? It's a great question, and uh, talking about yeah, old old storm wiggle wart versus the new one, and and you hear that with a lot of baits, not just the wiggle wart. You hear it with uh, with Bagley's. You hear it with some of the old bomber jerk baits. Uh, colors, colors. Uh, you, you know, Josh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, I've got a bunch of the old ones, and I've got a bunch of the new ones, and. 
without you know scientifically breaking it down I can't tell you why the older ones are better um, but in a lot of cases the older ones are some of the, the theories that I've heard about why the older ones are better are the material debate right so you know you got a lot of these old wiggle warts that were done in the 80s the mid 80s to late 80s they used a certain kind of plastic to, to, to inject that bait. Um, I've also heard the material, the rattles, uh, is different. It's a different type of metal. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of reasons. But, you know, the interesting thing is the fish never lie. And, and, and that's always the telltale sign of a good bait. And, you know, when you tie on five wiggle warts and one really outproduces the other one, that's that's, that's when you know. You that's the one you throw. Okay. So it's a great question, and I wish I knew the exact answer. Um, but if you have any, Josh, and you want to sell to me, uh, let me know. I'll buy them from you. Do <laughs> you ever do that, Mike? You ever <laughs> that, I, I, I do not have any. make money on old Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, I've yeah. got, um, I think at my peak, I've had about 30 of the old Wiggle Wards. I think I'm down to about a dozen. Nice. Uh, but I do a little shopping on eBay, a little shopping on flea markets. Thank you for your call, Josh. Great question. Um, Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Five fish, five live. His weight. Wow. What is that? I have a question for Warren. You have a question for Warren? Hey, look at that picture real quick, though, before you ask that question. What the heck is that? That is a moray eel. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was a nut. Ike as an eel. Okay. I thought it was a nut. They got some titled Ike as an eel. I thought it was a testy. Long in the pants. <laughs> you have a question for Warren? Long in the pants. <laughs> Long in the pants. I'll see you at 6 tomorrow, Ed. <laughs> what time are we fishing tomorrow? I was going to ask him what time we're fishing tomorrow. Okay, we're 6 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to frog tomorrow if anybody are wants you? to join us. Oh, yeah. but you can't you can't actually say where you're, the lake you're going because it's no, private. No, it's, it's right? private. It's X Lake. Right. X Lake. You'd be shot. Is that what we're calling it, X Lake? Yeah, well, I, we can't disclose it. Don't, please don't. Could you get the initials? No, 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 no. no. Warren, Warren, please. It, it's known as Lake Tebow now. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Do we have uh, Brian Carpenter? Do we have any? Uh, do we have any guesses on the on the trivia question yet? I'm sorry. What's that again, Mike? Do we have any callers for the trivia question? We have nope and nope. Wow, nope yeah. and nope. It's a it's an ungoogleable trivia question. It is. Mm-hmm. You actually have to have the physical. Is that magazine. a word, Warren? Ungoogleable. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like it. Google. Add that. I will Googleable. Add ungoogleable, man. Yeah, dig it. Ed, when you were uh, when you were growing up, did you have Chinese stars? Uh, no, I wasn't allowed to, but my neighbor did. I was very jealous. He had Chinese stars and butterfly knives. Butterfly knives. Oh yeah. Wow. Butterfly knives. Were t- the that was the deal. Yeah. I had, I had I had nunchucks that had a rubber coating on them, so I couldn't hurt myself. What about the bl- the blow the blow thing? The blow the darts I did have. Yeah, I had used blow- the New York lights at the end of them. I've had yeah. blow darts. I've used them. I've know how to use Little them. Little Eddie got in trouble with yeah. the blow darts. Yeah. yeah, trouble with the blow yeah. darts. It, are we talking about shooting people in their yeah. asses or well, regular? Wherever you could get them. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you can get them. That's true. I like it. I like it. Dave, how you doing back there? People are dying on the trivia question. No, nothing. Let me remind I think everybody. We give them a lead pipe a question. Trivia Can I guess? If, if no one. Uh, let, comes yeah, Ed, if you if you guess and you get it right, we'll give it to you. But let me let me uh, let me show everybody real quick the prize. Let me remind everybody. This is the tackle warehouse trivia question. So it's a hat. 
It's a it's a sticker. It's a sticker. And more importantly, here's the big one. You ready for this? A card, gift card. $25 yes. gift card to Tech yes. Warehouse. $25, man. Um, that's a lot of money. That's worth trying to do a little research, right? I think so. You see all those bass guys now going through their piles of bass masters. Yeah. What year was that? 94? <laughs> the other question would be if, uh, as a backup question, how many fingers does Guy Eaker have? <laughs> would be the backup. Did we already mention that earlier? Maybe we gave that away. That's the backup. But. Um, Rebecca, do we have any? We don't have, have anything on this. This is unbelievable. Have we stumped the general public? I think so. Sebco. We do. Come on in. I want to take a guess on the trivia. Come on in. Come on in. We have some more guests. Look at this. This is unbelievable. I mean, the the studio is just loaded with uh, with walk-ons tonight. Uh, we've we've got a couple. Have you guys been fishing tonight? Yeah, we were. All right. Listen to me. We've got two very special guests that just walked in. They were fishing. I can't tell you where because I'll be fined. Uh, big time. It's private. And probably shot. But uh, Yeah, it's like the lake out back your house, Mike. Oh, just sh- don't say anything about that. Uh, how, what happened, guys? Tell me. Give, give us some update. Are they biting? It's brutal. Brutal like tough or brutal yeah. biting? Brutal tough. Post-spawn blues. Yeah. I got one like three pounds. One three-pounder. Yeah. How many pike? How many pickerel? Couple. Couple. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is the good news. Absolutely. So, if you guys get it, we'll actually double up the prize. Okay, here it goes. What kind of reel was Brian Kershaw using when he won the Bassmaster Classic? On the cover. And, and by the way, it's on the cover of the Bassmaster Magazine when he won. So, this is going back to the 90s. What kind of reel was Brian Kershaw using? But these guys weren't even born yet. They weren't born yet. You're right. They were both born in 1993. So, it's after. Take a guess. Shimano. Oh, 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 Dave, 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 can we get, a, is this close? Can we, can we get an official yes or no? Halfway there. Well, you mean just because Shimano makes how many different reels? Okay. Come on. Come on. Take a swing. Come Take on. a swing. Shimano. Oh. Come on, man. Come on, you're Corrado. No, no. Corrado. Okay. Who said Bantam? <laughs> Bantam. Like why? Was it a Ryobi? Cronarch. It was a Magforce. Mag. I was going to say that next. Nah. I think, you know what? Shimano was right. Yeah, we're moving on. To we're giving you a prize. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we have a prize to give it away. Uh, $25 gift card in there to Tackle Warehouse. A hat and a sticker. Nice. Right. We've got a prize. We got it. Uh, nobody got it, but we're still giving stuff away. <laughs> nobody got the right answer. We're just feeling generous in here tonight. Uh, do, do we have anybody? I think this is the first time we've never got the right answer on this one. I want to know how many fingers Guy Eaker has. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. If somebody wants to call in, do you know how many fingers Guy Eaker has? Seven. He does have seven! <laughs> and we've got another prize. And, and you get a you. car. And you get one. We Actually, that was the Fishity gift prize. We've got a hat and a free Fishity membership in that gift pack. Sh- shouldn't I get it by default? You? Yeah, for for freaking for coming up with the question. <laughs> Shouldn't I get the damn prize? Right. Nah, you don't get the prize. You get the trick at the bar. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody tweeted that it looks kind of like a Shimano. 
They just tweeted. It looks kind of like a Shimano. Tell them they tweeted two four minutes, minutes ago. Well, four <laughs> minutes ago. Four minutes ago. I was I was helping with some technical difficulties, okay. so I missed the tweet. Uh, Did they happen to leave their contact information, or that was it? Sean Frederick. Sean Sean Frederick. Okay, Sean Frederick. If you would um, please call in or tweet back like your contact info. We will give you the prize because that's pretty close. Shimano kind of looked like Shimano. It was silver. Well, what was the answer? Shimano. Shimano. <laughs> it was a Sitica. Shimano Sitica. It was a Sitica. Shimano Sitica was the correct answer. What was the bait? Oh, I got that. Red Shad Culprit. Red Shad Culprit. Six inch Red Shad Culprit. Absolutely. Quarter ounce weight. What, what was it? Quarter? Quarter. Okay. Quarter ounce weight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Is it a true turn hook? Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. It's 11 o'clock. Uh, it's 11 o'clock. Okay. That, that's a show, bro. What a show. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, what a show. Uh, definitely want you to please go to MikeIconelli.com. Follow me on, on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to have our next date planned very soon. I want to uh, send a special thank you to all the guests here tonight. Uh, Although we don't encourage random walk-ins. No, that's okay. We love random walk-ins. Uh, big round of applause for all the guests Restraining tonight. orders, please. Thank you. All the guests. Uh, Sturdy. Ronnie and Ronnie and uh, Skippy were the, the very special guests tonight. Indeed. But uh, we're going to do one last thing before we end the show, and we're going to. Are we ready for this, Brian De Carpenter? I don't know what is this. Uh, we're talking about the song. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to end with a song from a friend of the show and uh, Fish Hop and uh, Todd Rourke. Todd Rourke and Todd created a very special song especially for this show so we're going to end it with that but once again thank you for joining us thank you everybody thank you Mike Live thank you thank you, you. alright cue it up Brian let's let's Jersey boy, he learned to fish from his gramps. Now he's signing autographs for kids at boat ramps. They call him Ike, short for Michael Iconelli. Call the rest to beat the best to catch a bass with a belly. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing and the trap called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic and break dancing on the deck. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing and a trap called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic to break dancing on the deck. Well, he arrives in his tundra to launch a bass cat, most entertaining pro fisherman. What you think of that? Used to fish the city limits. Now it's Ike Live from concrete to computer, hubs to hard drives. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing and the trap called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic and break dancing on the deck. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing in a tribe called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic and break dancing on the deck. He'll go out and pig the pads to catch a lot of weight. Or idle around the lake and check the sonar for bait. He puts in a lot of hours. He's great at what he does. You ask him why he does it? He does it just because. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing in the tribe called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? 
win him the classic, the break dancing on the deck. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing in the tribe called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic, the break dancing on the deck. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing in the tribe called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic, the break dancing on the deck. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing in the tribe called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic, the break dancing on the deck. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Family fishing in the tribe called Quest. What does he like? What does Ike like best? Winning the classic, the break dancing on the deck. Mike Iconelli. Mike Iconelli. Mike, 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 Mike Iconelli.